The Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event is going on now. With everything you need to let the savings flow. Like the Moen Genta 4-inch faucet in brush nickel finish for just 99 bucks. It combines a contemporary modern design with a spot-resistant finish for a beautifully clean look in your bathroom. Today is the day for doing and stylish updates at the Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event going on now. The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. Offer valid through October 5th while supplies last. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. The moon. Yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Hello, sports fans. I'm Tony Bruno, your charming host. Don't you even think about moving from the spot you're in right now, because we have news and fun coming up. Stay tuned. This is a journey into sound. What is this? Down, Down goes Eunice. All the humanity. Corrado set me up, Tony. What's going on back there? I think Corrado tripped me. <laughs> what the okay. hell happened? We needed a scene to put us on the map. I was a. He forgot that he was hooked hooked Real. to the chair. <laughs> Welcome, children. Welcome, congregation. We gather around the podcast arena. We gather around the world for another exciting edition. The Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event is going on now. With everything you need to let the savings flow. Like the Moen Genta 4-inch faucet in brush nickel finish for just 99 bucks. It combines a contemporary modern design with a spot-resistant finish for a beautifully clean look in your bathroom. Today is the day for doing and stylish updates at the Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event going on now. The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. Offer valid through October 5th while supplies last. Should have the Tony Bruno Show live podcast in the air everywhere. Uptown, downtown, crosstown. Unless you're on, um, what's the web? Uh, Silk City. We will not be selling any drugs on the uh, Silk Road. Not Silk City. That's a diner in, uh, on Spring Garden Street here in Philadelphia. Hornsite, too. What, Silk Road? Or Silk City? Silk City. No, Silk City is a diner that you went to with your daughter on Spring Garden. Remember the one that's got like a diner, and outdoor place? Is that Silk City? Yes. You don't even know when you go to the joint? No, I don't know. What's the matter with you? It's Tony Bruno. Miss Robbins here. Luigi Curto, who prepared what we like to call peasant food because we are mere peasants. Yes, we are. We are average Americans. We're everyday Americans. And a lot of politicians don't like people like us because we're everyday Americans. We're of the people for the people. Exactly right. <laughs> Luigi's here. Luigi prepared a great polenta and... It was baked polenta topped with a, with a fresh bolognese. Bolognese That's sauce. Right. Where, which was invented where? In Bologna, Bologna Italy. Italy. Did you know that, Robin? I did. All right, I just Tutti wanted to see you. Tutti a tavola a mangiare. That's a, thank you very much. <laughs> of course, the great... Lydia Bastianich. Lydia Bastianich who charges you $700 for a bottle of wine in her very uh, <laughs> modest New York restaurant. Very modest. <laughs> the ceilings are nice, though. So She's that's a very nice. average American as well. When you can charge people $700 for a $40 bottle of wine, you know you're doing well, my friends. God bless America. It's a beautiful country. We've got a lot of fun. 
Yes, thank you. We got a lot of fun on the program tonight. Brian Martell's here tonight, too. He's hacking into the government websites to see if we can get any more evidence to get Donald Trump to say something dirty so that we can bring him down for good. In the meantime, pay no attention to the WikiLeaks. No. They just really don't. They're just Russians. Yes. It's all about the Russians. Russian dressing, Russian this, Russian that, white Russians, black Russians. What is that, Russian dressing? Do you like, what is it? Isn't there a Russian dressing? Yeah, there's a Russian yeah, dressing. A Russian dressing. Russian... Is that the one which is basically ranch with something else no, added no, no. to it? No, no, no. Russian dressing That's is... That's Thousand Island. Thousand it, Island. Yeah, Thousand Island is Russian dressing with... Mayo, right? No. No, with like pep with, with pickles, uh, in it. pickles in it. Like Pick, relish in it. Chopped up pickles. Russian dressing is just the creamy part without the... Pickles. The bits, the bits and pieces. Where are you getting this kind of Russian knowledge except from WikiLeaks? Nowhere. Exactly. Meanwhile, we got Eddie Alvarez is going to be back with us tonight. If you're a big MMA, UFC fan, we had Eddie uh, in studio with us at the podcast earlier this year. Killed it. A Philly legend, a real Philly person, a real man of the people, and a man who's finally given a shot by the UFC to go out there and do what he does best. But he kind of made this happen, right? I mean, like, he, he called McGregor out. And he's called everybody out because he fights everybody that they put in front of him. Right. Well, listen, he's the champ. I mean, he's, yes. he's a lightweight champ, and he's letting McGregor fight him for his title. And, you know, basically, Eddie said, you know, I've been fighting a long time. I've been in this game a long time. It's time for me to have a gimme fight and give me McGregor. And give me and some money. It. And that's give it. Me a big, give me a big payday. It's about damn time. Get... The guy, guy's had like 32 professional fights. I know. Fights. He was 19 years old. Actually, before then. And you know, everybody that he's faced, he hasn't ducked. You know, a lot of boxers will duck guys, and they'll fight tomato cans, and then they, you know, to try to get them, make sure they don't lose or have a chance to lose, and until they get a title shot. Eddie Alvarez is the exact opposite. Yep, he's fought everyone that they put in front of him, and he doesn't duck anybody, and he's not ducking Conor McGregor. So we'll talk to Eddie. The big fight's coming up in Madison Square Garden, November twelfth, UFC two hundred five, and Eddie will join us tonight. The lightweight champion Conor McGregor coming up in weight to fight him for his lightweight championship. Of course, uh, McGregor fought Nate Diaz twice, and he got fined $150,000 yeah, in August before the second Nate Diaz fight when uh, Diaz got up, and then he got mad, and they threw a water bottle, and the guy threw it. I guess Eddie, Eddie didn't throw the... Uh, not Eddie. Conor McGregor didn't throw the water bottle. It was Nate Diaz who threw a water bottle, bottle and then Conor McGregor picked up an energy drink can. <laughs> he started firing answers. And then, so now, I just want, you know what? I don't really, I'm an Eddie Alvarez fan. Conor McGregor, obviously, is a phenom, the big Irish fighter. Everybody loves him. Well, not everybody loves him, but he's brash. He goes out, he does his thing. And well, he, he talks, damn he's good. got some skills, man. And he's a superstar. I mean, this guy gets big money fights because people want to see him fight. And that's what matters in the fight game. There's a lot of great fighters out there, but they couldn't fill up an empty gym. When you can put people in the seats in pay-per-view sales, then you know you've made it. Eddie Alvarez is that guy. Conor McGregor is that guy. So Conor McGregor, to his credit, has now threatened Las Vegas that he will never fight there again because of what they did to him, fining him $150,000. And how about this one? 50 days of community service. Oh, 50 hours. 50, 50, I'm 50. sorry, 50 hours of community. How can a boxing commission, what, what, do you, what kind of legal authority do they have to sentence a guy to community <laughs> service? Like they have a school program or anything. We have murderers that don't get that kind of a sentence. 
But let's get a guy who threw a water bottle 50 hours. What's he going to do? Pick up all the pamphlets on Las Vegas Boulevard at night when all the guys are flipping the hookers come to your room things? I, I could take months. <laughs> I don't know no, I could do it every night. Clean it up every night. That so is the most go- amazing sight ever, by the way. You go to Vegas at night and you see the streets littered with those girls to your room thing. Yeah. And, and you know, there's people everywhere. Two, you have three, to run the gauntlet. The you have to run the gauntlet of all the right. people standing there, women, men, women, children, handing you all those little cards about, you know, ho- women come to your room. Right, Don't talk dirty to them though, because then you won't become president. But the next morning, it looks like <laughs> it looks like no one was even on the street. It's incredible, man. No, they clean it up. It's like it's like it's like Bourbon Street, except Bourbon Street are tourists who drink and you know, and they spill beer and they urinate and they vomit and all the other important <laughs> things that you do when you go to Bourbon Street in New Orleans, and then they hose it down every night I at just, like five in the morning when everybody goes home. I just don't understand. Like they must give out. Thousands or try try to give out thousands of those cards every night. Are they just hoping that one out of every yes, thousand that's all is they gonna, do. one one? That's one, all they need. One customer. That's all they need. One customer. It well, is more so incredibly annoying though. It's a repeat customer. I mean, it's one tenth of a penny to produce those things. So most people throw them in the street, right? And then some people keep them, and then some loser guy goes back to his room and says, "Hey, I lost." I mean, at they the give them to everybody. Right. They give them to kids. No, they there's, like, like, there's like a parent, yeah, that's, like that's one mom and dad walking <laughs> with their five-year-old boy, and they're giving it to the kid. You know why? Because they get stacks of those things, and they're paid on whether they've given them all out or not. They're not paid on whether they get customers. Can you imagine a little kid driving around with like, with like a Tiffany card inside of his back? Mommy, of mommy, wheels. they'll come to the room. <laughs> okay, dad, come on in. Exactly. Anyway, so that's Maybe what they're Maybe they babysit, con- too. I mean, that was like a twofer. Well, that's 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 going to cost you more. Exactly. You better have a lot of money left over in Vegas, baby. Meanwhile, Conor McGregor will be cleaning up all of those uh, things in Las Vegas. So anyway, he says, I will not fight in Las Vegas again because of these putzes at the Nevada Athletics, uh, State Athletic Commission. And so now Nevada's got to be worrying. You know why? Because Conor McGregor has been responsible for four of the five biggest MMA box office fights in Las Vegas history. So he's Las Vegas saying, "Hey, I'll screw you. We're taking 150 grand of your money. We're going to take our money elsewhere." And he's going to New York, obviously. And now the question is, will Las Vegas flinch? I mean, you can't threaten an athletic commission. They have rules, but they're also they're, they're also their own separate body. They make the rules. They determine what the punishment should be. They took five percent of his purse. He made three million dollars for the last Diaz fight. So we'll talk about that later on. We got baseball, and we'd like to thank the Boston Red Sox. The Texas Rangers and, of course, the San Francisco Giants were participating in this year's postseason. But of all the play, how about the American League Divisional Series, Luigi? They were over before anybody even knew they started. And I know there'll be people crying in Texas and crying in Boston about the best of five. It shouldn't be a best of Just like people cry about the wild card game. You play a whole season. You should have decided on one stupid playoff game. Well, if you want the playoffs, if you want the baseball in December... Then, yeah, make them all best of sevens. Or maybe shorten the season. How about that? Right. How about shorten the season so we're not playing baseball in overcoats? Yeah, I mean, knock it down from 162 to, like, what, 142? No, nah, 150. Knock off 12 games. Then you can get another week of baseball in. Then you don't play the one-day wild card. And then you don't have a best of five. I mean, even the remember the NBA used to play best of three in the first round. Yes. And people went crazy, right? Well, I thought they could at least do that even for the, I mean, for the wild card round. I mean, best of three. It should best be best of three. Of three. It yeah. should be a best of three. The, at least the best of three. You can't. You have, you have teams play 162 games and then decide it on one. And I had no, what do you call it, skin in the game. I didn't care about any of these teams. You know, if the Phillies were in it, people would say, oh, you're rooting. I don't care. The point is that the best of three, you're the home team. 
You lose your first two games? Oh, it's over, man. You're over. You lose one game, you're in deep well, trouble. That's the three. You lose two games, you're done. And anyway. Cole Hamels and uh, the Texas Rangers, man. We talk about the Cincinnati Bengals of teams that are just underachievers. What team has been in better shape year after year after year to make a deep run and win a World Series as a, or win a Super Bowl if you're the Cincinnati Bengals? Well, well, if you're going back talking about the Rangers, but the Rangers go out. Not only that, you know, they acquire Carlos Beltran. Then they go out and get Jonathan Lucroy, who No, they spend money. They go for it. Well, he he had a trade that was sent to Cleveland. He was going to send to the Indians, who, by the way, are moving on. Yes. And the Rangers are going home. But he vetoed that trade to Cleveland to go to Texas, and now he's got an early vacation. Hang on. I'm not a Texas Ranger hater, but if you're the Texas Rangers, you got to be scratching. You keep firing managers. You got to bring in new pitchers. And every year you go home early. Is it unbelievable with the Texas Rangers how they, they don't? They don't get there? No, it's incredible. How good man. they've been over the years? They were the best team in the American League. I man. know. And the Red Sox had a great season. And give it to the, give it up to the Toronto. Boy, if you bet on the Toronto, we were talking about this last week. The Toronto Blue Jays were one of the longest shots on the board next to the Mets, but that was before the wild card game. I'm saying to get it, once they got into the DS, the divisional series, the Toronto Blue Jays were the longest shot on the board. Do you realize that? Well, where are they? I don't remember, but they were what not they, one of the favorites. What are they, 22 and a half to one or something like that? Series, I don't know what it is now, but they were one of the longest shots. Nobody's getting 100 to 1 at this stage of the season. No, because no one saw them getting past Hamels and Darvish in exactly. two games. Exactly. That's I mean, my point. And remember, we were looking at the, I think I still have last week's breakdown sheets on, uh, on what was going on. But Toronto, we were talking about which series do people want to watch and which ones would people, you know, which it was supposed to be the, the most, the favorites were Cubs, Red Sox. Right. Right. That was the number one most popular bet. That was the lowest number on the board. Right. If you bet on those two the Cubs teams playing in the Red World Sox, Series, yeah. you were you were gonna you were in the minority. So you already lost if you have that one. But teams like the Cleveland Indians were very good, so they weren't a super long shot. But the Toronto Blue Jays, the Mets, uh, who else was in it that was knocked out? Texas was pretty uh, favorite. The Cubs were obviously one of the top favorites, and now you see why. What an unbelievable! The Giants are gone now. After the Giants the are gone. The Giants were not at the top though, because the Giants. Let's be honest. They had a great last week. They beat the Dodgers. Did what they had to do to get in. And now they're going to, uh, you know, they, and they're at home knowing that if they can force a game five, the pressure's all on the Cubs, even though it's back in Chicago. Yeah, it's back to Chicago. But you know, you know who's pitching in Chicago? Yeah, Madison Bumgarner's going on the mound. But to give the Cubs credit, four runs in the ninth inning in San Francisco. I know, that's incredible, man. And, the, and you know what? The Achilles heel for the Giants was their bullpen. That's what killed them. They're, they're inconsistent up. hitting, which they picked up in the, at the end of the season, and then their inability to get guys out when it mattered out of the bullpen. And that would, that's what eventually stopped them. So the even year, odd the year thing, Giants looked like they were poised. They win that game. Nobody was betting against the Giants at game five back Hell in Wrigley no. Field. Nobody. Hell no. So give the Giants credit, but give the Cubs credit because the Cubs going back to their second consecutive National League Championship Series. Well, so we got baseball action. Yeah, they showed a lot by coming back in that game and winning that game on the road because I, I think they knew it too. I mean, if they're going back home for that, for that pivotal game five back in Chicago, I think this got to be in their heads going – uh, you know what I mean? We had him. We had him dead. We had him dead to rights. And now here we go. We're going back, and we got to face Bumgarner again. And I don't. I don't think they make it out of Wrigley with a win. I agree, but they don't have to worry about that. The Cubs win. Cubs win. Cubs win. As Harry Carey used to say, we got a lot of updates tonight too. We will have a Manny Pacquiao update. Robin will make some balut later on, and we'll eat it before it gets too ripe. Ah, uh, no. <laughs> the Filipino nation. I love you. pretty much everything that has to do with Filipino food except for balut. You know what balut is, right? No, we I have discussed no idea it on the program. We what is balut? Robin, it's an egg. It's balut a duck is egg. a duck egg that has been allowed to it's be been fer fertilized. It's, it's fertilized. It's a fertilized duck egg that has been allowed to 
um, develop. develop until just the beak and just the little feet start to form. And then they put it in sand and allow it to bake in the hot sun until it is a nice pungent... It's not fermented, and by per the way, se. The, 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 Who the, comes the, up with this recipe? The Filipinos. <laughs> Manny Pacquiao, I think. He's Jesus the first guy man. that came up with it. But that it was about 17 comebacks ago, though. Let's let an egg just, just almost come to life, and then we're going to bury it back oh. in the sand at, you know, at sun temperature here. And then once it starts to smell like... Then it's know. perfect. Then you just crack that baby open. I you mean, get honestly, a nice it, fork. It, little Russian dressing on the side. Little Russian dressing on <laughs> it there. Is, but it, but it's, it's not like hard. It's not like a hardened egg. There's. It's, it's a still, baby chick that's being born. It's still, not born. It's a baby chick that's. There's that's still not born. juices. So there's some hard stuff, but there's also some juicy bits. Get a couple feathers in there. And then there's there, some maybe crunchy little beak, bits. Little beak action. Or beak and, action. And like I remember. I hope no one's having I, dinner while they're listening. No. I did try this. I did you try it. No, 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 no. I did not eat it. Let's just say it did not make it down to my stomach. I my mom taught me like you try everything once, and okay. this is a delicacy. Robin ate monkey brains. Oh yeah, I've had monkey brains. She was brains. in the movie Faces of Death. Remember that? <laughs> you don't. No, that was no one remembers that. Yeah, Faces of Death was a big thing back in the eighties. It was a video yeah. that was circulating all over the place. This is before the internet, before Al Gore became big and made billions gross. of dollars uh, with climate scams and stuff I remember, like that. I remember kids daring you to watch, you know, you, did yeah. you watch that? But anyway, so this is a delicacy. I mean, millions and millions of Filipinos eat this on a daily basis. Why do you think the president a- of the Philippines is certified nuts now? Exactly. Yeah, have you no. heard this guy? He's had way too much bad balut, baby. Now, remember, we had Andrew Zimmer from Bizarre Foods on the Travel Channel. I don't, I don't think he's even in. No, no he does. We had him, all, we had him at the Super Bowl. Loves remember it. in San Francisco? Yes. We he's... asked him, what's the things that he would not avoid? He eats everything all over the world, right? right? I know. I know. And then we asked him, what is his least? So I saw, when we asked him what his least favorite food was, I'm thinking, balut. You know, there are some really nasty things out there. Guess what it was? Luigi, guess what his least favorite food is. You'll never guess it in a million years. least favorite food? His least favorite food. I think we've told you this before. No. See if you remember it. He wasn't paying attention. And no. for that, I have to give you the first. Bump, bump, the bump of the night, man. All right, thank you. Uh, his least favorite food. I, I, I don't I can know. give you a week and you will not yeah, know. Yeah, probably not. No He's eaten everything. Because, so I, I mean, oatmeal. 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 Just plain old oatmeal. It's this guy's oatmeal. eating it's snakes and serpents and weasels and animals and snakes. <laughs> and barut. Anything and, and you live, can think of. live bugs and all sorts of and stuff. And oatmeal. He can't oatmeal. eat He, he just doesn't oatmeal. like he, the consistency. It, it makes of him it. gag. He doesn't like the consistency of oatmeal, but he eat a half, half opened up baby chick. Yes. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. But hey, you know, now, different see, strokes, Now, I can man. remember my nanny. She, and this was one thing that my mom was told me. she a nanny or an au pair? She was my nanny. Okay. She was, she was. Um, you know what the difference is between a nanny and an au pair? No. <laughs> Old pairs are hotter because they're like Swedish no. chicks, and you know they're like uh, they just speak a different language. Yeah, they're um, like Swedish. They're like eighteen-year-old Swedes. So my nanny, my bob, not, not that I would encourage. Mila used up to. Um, they are Mila used to. She would. She would come home from the market, and she would have balut with her, and she would t- you know take off the top of the egg, and then she would sip from it, and then she would put it on the side of her bedstand. Like on her nightstand, and she would leave it there, and then she would just occasionally sip from it because it got better apparently overnight. With age, it's like wine. Yeah, exactly. It's like a fine but wine. It it smells just. I mean, it is all right. Not enough a, with the balloon, Robin. We got it. It's a foul smell, and so my mother—that's the one thing that my mom said. I, I, I got to put my foot down. You can't. No balloon. This no is balloon a balloon-free show tonight. Tutti a tavola a mangiare. Exactly. <laughs> no way, even, man. No, not even Lydia Bastianich. 
would make that or I, I, find any way to make that listen, appetizing. I've eaten a lot. Of, I've eaten a lot of crazy things, but and I, and no, I I'm, I'm, no, yes, I have. But I'm with you. But saying that you know, I'll try anything just about once. But there's there's no way in hell I'm eating that. No. Now, have you had tripe? Yeah, I've had tripe. Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't. We, eat we tripe. pronounce it atrip. Atrip. I wouldn't have tripe if I was. If I was. I don't on, like the te- the consistency. If I was on naked and afraid, and there was only tripe around, I would rather die. No, than you eat wouldn't. Tripe. Yes, I, I would. I would be. I, you it's know, I would actually be curious to find out because there are so many things that you say that you will not eat. I would be curious what your level of desperation in hunger would be. I, I don't want to try it. I, not that I mind I mean, walking around naked be, in a tropical setting. There, well, you don't but, mind walking around naked no, anywhere. because I'm not ashamed of my body. <laughs> but what I, I that's wonder... How I was, that's how God made me that way. I wonder Tim where... Tim Tebow didn't point, make me that way, but God did. I'm just curious. Like, at some point, what, how, how hungry would Tony Bruno have to be to eat some of the things that he says he would never eat? Wait a minute. I just Whoa. whacked my... Uh, my, my you match your what? With my stupid wine. I'm in broom here. Robin's got 72 machines in front of her. I can't even put my damn laptop no, down. No, it's because you were worried about your wine, which is fine. Sigh. By the way, I just want to... <laughs> what am I going to do? Like Luigi and spill a glass of wine on a $5,000 I did not spill it. I put it. I put it down on the ground. She foot, kicked it. No, your foot kicked it. Because my I foot did not kick it. I made sure I cleared it on the way back to the kitchen. I got now, an Oriental rug. I could have might as well have bought it at Kmart for $30. Right. I want to give a shout out to all of our lovely, lovely fans who are on Facebook, Facebook Twitter, Instagram, all the different locations that they are checking in. But um, right now I'm looking at our Facebook feed and uh, Chuck Flamini agrees that those Faces of Death videos were awful. He they are. They were them. like the rage. Everybody like faces and they were like people eating monkey brains. It was Right. It was people doing weird stuff all over Speaking the world. Speaking of monkey and, brains and remember the Sharky. Snuff film? Remember the snuff film thing back in the 80s? Like there were snuff films. There were underground porn films where people, okay. where the, the, the reports were that the women would actually get killed in the movies. They would actually die. What? Yeah. Look it up, man. Google That's it. called a snuff film. Snuff Is that films. like Pink Flamingos? No, no. No, these were real hardcore porn movies where at the end, the woman gets killed. And the, the, and, and, the, and the question was, were they real? Were they really killing the women? That was back when you were allowed to do that stuff. You know, now you can't even talk to a woman without getting going to jail. Now, there, there was like all these TV, <laughs> made-for-TV movies about... Pornographic movie of an actual murder. Yeah. Yes, that's what they were called, snuff films. Um, it wasn't about putting a pinch in between your cheek and gum. So Ed Sharkey, kind of Ed Sharkey says, <laughs> monkey brains, oh, yum, sprinkle some on my cheesesteak. You put a little <laughs> garlic on there, you know, it's like, it's like snails, like escargot. I never in a million years would eat escargot. I've mean, had it. It's when great. I grew up, I mean, Italians make snails and you know with sauce and with red sauce and stuff. Italians the, do. Yeah, they use snails. Some Italians do. I never uh, ate snails. I thought it was just a French finally, thing. Then finally, I'm in a French restaurant, and somebody says, "Oh, snails." And I look at it, and I'm like, "Would you eat that if there were no bar- butter and garlic? Probably not. Hell no. But you put butter and gar- butter and garlic on anything, you got a chance to maybe eat it, even though the texture and you realize it's a snail." I'm telling you, I love I love escargot. But snails but there's actually no taste way good. I would eat escargot unless it was buried in in butter and garlic. No, I've had I've had escargot in different ways, like escargot en croute, which is like with cheese and bread. I've had it different ways. With, Did it have butter and garlic? Um, I'm sure it had some other kind of spices. Well, on it's got to have butter and garlic. But the snails I've had themselves it in, in taste filo pretty good. Dough and all different kinds of ways, but you still have to have the the juices in there. You know juices. what I'm saying? See, sometimes juices are it's good. A, it's about the superb juices. <laughs> but anyway, what is this, the cooking channel? No, but apparently the most famous example of the snuff film occurred in 1991 when a Charlie Sheen placed a call to 911 oh. or a VHS tape. He was watching of an Asian woman. Of, he received a Japanese VHS tape depicting a woman being dis- dismembered alive. Oh, God. Yeah, that was the thing back then. Oh. 
It was That's a before we had the hour of flesh and blood. Oh, all right, enough of the snuff awful. films. Oh, I'm just trying to educate people on some of the trends. You know, everybody's talking about internet now and what we can see. I'm telling you that before the internet, that kind of stuff was like, I you know, know. It was like it underground. Was, it was and underground. So, I mean, there was a lot of underground stuff. There is still, to this day, there's still a lot of underground stuff. I mean, like what they say. Brian anything, Martell is a man who finds the underground stuff. For anything us. that you can possibly think of, they make porn into. Is it digital underground? Yeah, digital underground. Come Speaking on. of underground, come on, man. But seriously, like they, they say, what is that? Where's Humpty? Is he in this? He's isn't in there? there huh? Isn't there like a number? Can we call him Humpty anymore? Is that uh, like... is that a, is that too aggressive? No. Now I can't think of this. There's Can like you something... get busy, busy in a Burger King bathroom anymore without getting in trouble? <laughs> you can if there's no camera and you don't get caught. Isn't there something like there's like some weird code for it, like porn? It's I don't know. Like what do we think I do? Go on porn sites? No, I just remember talking. Like, nobody got time for that. There's something like f- the rule of 48 or something like that. And it means that anything that you can possibly think of, they can make it into porn. I was watching, uh, I was watching this show American Greed on CNBC with, with Stacey Keach. Mm-hmm. It's a great series. I mean, it's all about people who have scammed the system, crooked politicians. And then there was the one I was talking about, this Silk, Silk Road, which was an underground site that wasn't available on regular Google. What was it? What's the, what's the other uh, alternate uh, uh, web browser called? The, the Tor web browser. Tor web browser. So it looks like Google, but it's not. It's yeah. Tor, which means it's not, you have to go, it's, it's encrypted, right? Yeah. Well, you have to know where it is. Like you, you, you don't go, you don't go You don't do a accident. search for Tor and then go yeah. in there. You have to, <laughs> you it's like, it's like a special access. Right. Google. You don't, you, don't get, you don't get lost and end up on the Silk Road. Exactly. <laughs> and the Silk Road was this unbelievable... It's better than Hershey Highway, man. Dro- well, it depends on what you, <laughs> what you like. But anyway, I, and you could buy any kind of drug you want on there, heroin and all of a sudden. They finally, the FBI finally tracked the guy down. It took forever. And they nailed a guy in San Francisco, some dorky sur- surfer dude. You know, they're thinking it's some international cartel in Iceland and uh, <laughs> Russia. Right. Putin was selling drugs on the internet. Probably is, but... Some guy handing out a ca- at a coffee shop. It's all exactly. it was, man. Some guy in an internet cafe. Much like the losers who would troll us <laughs> on, our, on our Twitter page. Basically. These losers would go into an internet cafe so that they could, we couldn't find the IP address and then poke fun at Robin and me and my family and her family. Because these are the kinds of people that should be hunted down and taken out. If I were president, I would go into every internet cafe. And when I'm not looking for a hot chick drinking a mocha double latte foam extra foam cappuccino... I'm taking out internet scoundrels who are doing no good. Imagine how many people are in Starbucks and coffee shops up to no good in America right now because of free Wi-Fi. I, I, now, see, now I can't look in a window and not think differently. I see a laptop open. I know you're not messing with your fantasy team. What are you doing? You know what I mean? Okay, you I just found ruined it. that for me, man. I found what it is. So the, it is the uh, rules of the internet. And rule Wait, there's rules on the internet? There's no rules on the internet no, 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 no. on Twitter lately? This there's no is, on the hair face and are, that's it. These what? are l- rules yeah. of the internet. One through... Let's see how far does it go. Can you read all 500 One of through 100. Oh, 100. Not, I will not be Can reading... Can you just all. give me the top three? Well, I will give you the top three. It says... Give me the Mount Rushmore of rules of the Mount Rushmore. The, you know, the, number one, do not talk about... And then what does it mean forward slash B forward slash? What does that mean? Come on, Brian. Why are you laughing? You're a computer expert. Yeah, I need, the, mean, I need a computer not, geek to say that. Yeah, do not talk about B on... It's a reference to 4chan. To what? To what? For, yeah. <laughs> 4chan. Like a, 4chan? Uh, yeah, it's What's like a, 4chan? 4chan? Like are you talking about Michael Moore? Uh, I don't even know like what Michael that means. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's, an, 
if you imagine the internet as a bowl, right, and you have like all of the nice creamy things at the top and all the dirty horrible things at the bottom, 4chan. You mean politics? Yeah, so exactly. they only yeah, don't want yeah, to talk exactly. about politics. So yeah. like 4chan B is the hole in the bottom of the bowl where all the like. Oh, wait a minute. So rule number one is something <laughs> that 99% of the world has no idea what it means. And so yeah. you're not and supposed, supposed to talk to know about the rules? It. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, th- so, but it goes on. I've already and like, said too like, much. Like number... Uh, <laughs> in rule number one. <laughs> number seven is anonymous is still able to deliver. Uh, number they are? 10, much? Much if so. you enjoy... Why couldn't any- they help me when I was trying to find out who was uh, hacking me? Exactly. Uh, no, they did. I should blame the Russians then, right? Right. That's all anyway, we do now. Yeah. But here was my the rule that I was saying forty eight. I had the wrong number. Number thirty four. There is porn of it. No exceptions. <laughs> there is what? There's, there there's is porn. porn yeah. Like whatever you can possibly think of. Every twelve year old boy in America knows there's porn on the <laughs> yes. internet. No, like I mean, like like think of the thing that and you girl, think of way, that yeah. would no that nobody would ever make porn about it. There is porn for that. Oh yeah. That that's a number th- for everything in this and world. that's number thirty-four. This is a thing. Like people, like if you say that's all the way down to thirty-four, number- when it's probably top five for most people who are on <laughs> it, the internet. It should be number five. Yeah, it should be number <laughs> one. Other a, than the double B then slash thing. The <laughs> then there is an addendum to number thirty-four. Is it in fine print? That, no, it's, it's this is number thirty-five, which is an addendum to thirty-four. I thought it was the next number. Somehow, addendum is usually like an A, B, or C, yes. right? No, thirty-four A. The internet works differently. Oh, okay. <laughs> If for some miracle that you think of something where there is no porn of it, it's too late. Now there's porn of it. All right. So now you know. Don't bother with the internet. Just look for porn and keep on the site. That's it. Man. And follow us on Twitter at Tony Bruno Show, at Miss Robin Austin, How is at this? Luigi Curto 22, and of course at the great Brian Martell at Marty 5005. You know who just came in late? Not my style to he's rip. He's not late. No, he's, not. he's been here the whole he's time. He's been here the oh, whole he time, has? yes. Mike Bertone, I just we heard have, the door open. We have to give Tony Bruno a bump, bump, bump. I'm sorry, Mike. <laughs> Mike Bertone, I'm sitting here and I hear the front door open. We got the doors unlocked here like we really, because we don't have crime in this neighborhood. Yeah. We have a neighborhood watch. <laughs> And we have, uh, we have gun yeah. turrets outside. Neighborhood watch South Philly. Everybody opens up their window and looks outside. <laughs> exactly, yes. Mike. Are they really? <laughs> so Mike came out. I'm, I hear the door open. I'm like, who the hell's coming into the house? Right. And it was Mike, and I thought he just arrived late for the show. Did he have any of your polenta with the uh, bolognese? On no, top? no, he didn't. I told him to have He's Italian. That. How could he not have any of that? He's stuff? missing out, man. Mike, did you eat? I will. All right, he will. Better eat before it's gone. Last week we had food. I didn't get any of it. No, because Everybody... you know I showed up late as heck. That's why. Who, me? No, the food no, last week. No, last week the food No, I'm showed talking up. about after the show. I know. I didn't have any. I, I went home. And the next morning I'm looking for, for lunch, and it's all gone. It was really good. All the roast pork was but gone. But I didn't get any food ahead of time. I only so had. So you ate food. it all afterwards. Not all. I had one sandwich. Ridiculous. Um, See Jeff, what I have to deal with on Jeff this Jeff Napierkowski says, Bruno, I need a lead pipe lock for Thursday night football. So do I. I'm, I've been doing like two and two every Sunday. I've been stinking it up. But Mondays have been good, and Thursdays, eh. But I tell you what, there's a lot of bad football being played, and I'm not blaming that for bad picks. I mean, this just you know, I'm looking at, around at the uh, at, at, at the, the crash and burn teams. I have a list of teams at the NFL where we sit after five weeks. Crash and burn. Is it safe to say the Cincinnati Bengals have crashed and burned? I know there's yes. a long season, but they look awful. Yes. Right? And I'm giving the Dallas Cowboys all the credit in the world. I'm not saying Dallas didn't. They absolutely boat raced them. That game was over in the first quarter. Yep. You knew Cincinnati had nothing, and Dallas destroyed them. They embarrassed them. Did they not? No, they absolutely did, man. They, they, the offensive line handled I mean, Cincinnati's defensive line incredibly well, which, which I was impressed by because the, 
defensively, you know, they're getting Burfitt back, and they're supposed to be like, oh, you know, here comes the big bang, the big bad Bengals are getting healthy again. Nothing. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. Carolina, another team. I know they're missing their quarterback, and they're missing their running back. But Derek Anderson, 14-14 game at the one-yard line, uh, and you try to force a ball in on first and goal in a game where you score a touchdown, Tampa's got no chance of coming back and winning. You have Mike Tolbert. You have anybody. You have Mike Tolbert back there. Just hand the ball to Mike Tolbert and let him go. One of the dumbest calls I've ever seen. Now, did Derek Anderson, because that was a design call. That wasn't an improvised call. That was the call. What, from the jump. The last time we saw such a bad call on a goal line was situation Super Bowl. was the Super Bowl. Yeah, was See Pete how that Carroll. worked out, right? Take a page from someone else's book every once in a while. Now, Carolina, are they done? I mean, if Atlanta keeps playing the way they are. Carolina's toast, man. I, I think they're I toast, I think they're too. toast. One and four, and they're not even showing. They're not, there's not even glimpses of them being the same team that went to the Super no, Bowl. Oh man. Not even glimpses. Their defense isn't as good. I mean, Josh Norman leaving that team has really hurt that secondary. They look awful. Awful. No, listen. They're, they're, they went from one of the best defenses to, eh. No, their front four is really good. They're, I mean, actually, their front seven is really, really good all together. I mean, linebacker Keekley and Thomas Davis, those guys are great. But you could throw on these guys all day. You couldn't do that last year. You're now, absolutely right. You know, teams are having no trouble moving the ball down the field. Zero so you got trouble. Cincinnati, Carolina, Miami is beyond shot. They stink. Miami stinks Titans, on baby. ice. Miami Dolphins stink on ice. They should have warnings. They should have nets around the uh, stadium down there, whatever they call it this week. They change the name of that stadium every week down there. They should have dolphin-free dolphins. <laughs> you know, they have tuna-free dolphins or dolphin-free tunas. It's a dolphin-free zone. Dolphin-free dolphins. That's what they should have down there. They should let the tuna into the stadium, Bill Parcells, that tuna, and try to fix that damn thing. Do you see what the dolphins did on practice on Wednesday? No. They brought in Dan Marino and a couple of other guys to stand around and watch. What the hell are they going to do? They can't play. Actually, Dan Marino probably right now could play better than Ryan Tannehill. You tell me they just brought him in this to stand no, around and watch? No, yeah, they live down there. So they figured, hey, you know what? I'm going to go to Anthony's Coal Fired Pizza later yeah. for lunch. Go see a dumpster well, let's fire. Let's go watch a dumpster <laughs> fire here and see if the Dolphins can uh, see if they can score on their own defense. They're horrible, <laughs> man. <laughs> They're freaking horrible. They are horrible. They got a new coach. You know, you see, that's the thing about new coaches. New coaches either come in and get things done in a hurry. You know, you look at what's going on here yeah, in but, Philly. But with, tell me, they've had a new coach for like the past 15 I years. I know that, man. but I mean, you look, you look around the league. Everybody thinks that a new coach. So what happens? If your new coach doesn't get things going right away, then you fire one of your coordinators. So, you know, uh, Carolina fired their offensive coordinator, right. right? So you fire a coordinator when you're fourth through the season and your team stinks. It can't be the head coach. It can't be the players. It's got to be a coordinator. Well, that's when, that's when the... Uh, you know, that, that's when the owner brings you in and says, listen, yep. someone, someone's going home. It's either you or the offensive coordinator, defense coordinator, what have you, pick one. And the other teams, the Jets, they stink out loud. Todd Bowles is there is, any doubt about he's it? He's gone, man. I think Todd Bowles is in well, dear, serious. When you have New York media and guys on the radio who have really deep, thick New York accents that you can't understand without <laughs> subtitles, when they're ripping you for your coaching decisions, you know you're in trouble. Well, yeah, and they just lost Eric Decker for the year, too. Exactly. They just put him on IR, mm-hmm. so they got problems, man. Now, those are the teams I have as my crash-and-burn teams. Others could crash-and-burn. Washington got off to a terrible start after two weeks, and people wrote them off. You know, now they're 3-2. and two. They got the Eagles at home on Sunday. They're so playing good, man. Yes, they are. Give them credit. Uh, the best teams, are, the Patriots, are just – it doesn't matter what they do. Listen, man, I said this 
I said this when the suspension came down. I said the second Tom Brady comes back, it is the FU Goodell Tour 2016-17. He is going to stick it to every single team. And with every touchdown he throws, it's for Roger Goodell. Every single one. I, I have a feeling that, that Belichick and Brady and the Patriots, they're not taking the foot off the gas against anyone. If, they're, if, they, if they got a chance to trounce you by 40, they're going to win by 40. That's why you bet on them in the over every week. Every single That's week. That's the only stone-cold lock. Bet on the Patriots in the over every single week. And then just sit back and collect your bitcoins. They're not yeah, the collect your bitcoins night, exactly at the end of the week, which are what six hundred forty six. I don't US know what the actual right retail price is right now. We they're were talking e- bitcoin before the show. They're this is e- a show where we learn about a lot because Luigi didn't know what a bitcoin was. No one knows what a bitcoin is. Well, some people. Well, do. I knew what it was. Well, I know. Shut up, Mike Bertoni knows what a bitcoin <laughs> is. <laughs> I had some in my glove compartment today when I was cleaning out looking bitcoins. for change. Yeah, and a couple of bitcoins. I could, they wouldn't fit in the meter. And I said, shit, that's a bitcoin. <laughs> but anyway, the best teams, Pittsburgh, after the Eagles shellacked them, have now back-to-back started boat racing people. So you got to say the Steelers are in there, Patriots, the Vikings, only unbeaten team left in Five the entire and NFL. <laughs> then you got uh, Atlanta. People keep waiting for them to implode. Like but uh, their offense is good. Their defense, they're one of those teams who's – Bad, mediocre defense. I'm not even call them horrible. Their mediocre defense is bailed out by their offense. It used to be that way with the Saints. But the Saints' defense is so bad that no matter what their offense does, they can't exactly. seem to overcome it. Well, the Saints' defense, we can agree, is non-existent. It's, it's no, been non-existent exactly. for, for like two and years. And now you're asking Drew Brees to try to score 100 points a week to forget wins. Atlanta scores 100 points a week, and they can give up 98, but they're still going to win. Right. Well, I asked you before the show. I said, Tony, I was like, is it is it time or are we allowed to buy into Atlanta right now? I think like, you got to I mean, buy. I, I don't know. I mean, they they go up to they go up to Denver. If I were Jim Cramer, I would hit my sound effects and <laughs> say, uh, "Bye bye bye," whatever the hell he says on there. You know, you go up to Denver and you beat. I mean, you're beating Paxton Lynch. You didn't beat Trevor Simeon, but still, man, you're going up to Denver and you're beating that team there. You're beating that defense. They still were able to move the ball. They shut Julio Jones down, but they used Coleman. They used uh, Devontae Freeman, and they and they they found a way to win up there, man. I I think. I think it's time to buy into Atlanta to being a legitimate playoff team. Especially in that division with everybody else uh, sucking canal water. Seattle, back, strong. Denver, despite the loss and some injuries. And I got uh, – and Dallas. You know, I got those teams. Those are the teams right now are the best teams in football. The Dallas Cowboys are one of the best teams in football, whether you like it or not. I don't have the Eagles because I have the, G- the Eagles in the jury still out category. So okay. I have those, all these categories. I got crash and burn. We gave those teams. We gave the best teams. The jury's still out. Houston Texans, the jury's out on that. Yeah. We don't know whether their quarterback can't throw touchdowns. Their defense is still decent, but not good enough to overcome a bad offense. We were talking, I said, remember Matt Schaub when he was there all yep. those years, seven years? He, he had a, they had a great offense, but their defense was mediocre. Then all, they should have won a Super Bowl. If he doesn't get hurt in 2011, they probably go to the Super Bowl. There's a good chance. There's a good chance. So I mean, they had a the great sudden, offensive line. They had Aaron Foster running for almost yeah. 2,000 yards. Andre Johnson in the prime of his career. But all of a sudden, Matt Schaub like crashes and burns and becomes not only just a backup quarterback, he's out of the league. Yeah, he's done. In record time. But now they'd have they, you know, they gave a lot of money to Brock Osweiler, thanks to the what happened in Denver last year. Osweiler gets paid a gazillion dollars, and hopefully he gets his act. I'm not rooting against these guys no, personally. How, how glad is Denver that, that, that they didn't sign that paperwork, man? Absolutely. I mean, I mean it was People over a million bucks. Them. It was over a million bucks. He could have stayed with the with literally a Super Bowl defense. The team was prepped, ready to go. Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, running game, C.J. Anderson, the whole nine. Uh, I'm going to go to Houston. They're giving me a million dollars more. Well, you know, that's a tough decision for a young player. You get the, your agent says, hey, they're throwing $25 million guaranteed. What are you going to do? I'll settle for a million. Somebody threw $25 million guaranteed at you. What would you do? Say, no, nah, I'll take a million dollars. 
Let me give out the phone numbers here because we want participation. Absolutely. This is a show about participation, celebration, and a sensation. 717-363-TONY. 717-363-8669. That's the number to call. Great Brian is uh, manning the phones tonight. Can we say manning the phones or is that not... Uh, you can say manning yeah. the phones. No, but if there's a woman, you can't say manning the phones. Handling the phones? Screening the calls? You can't say manning anymore. Or Why Peyton not? Manning. Say handling the phone. Well, in New York, they're not saying Eli Manning no, much anymore but either. But Manning doesn't mean that it's a man doing it. It's yes, it does. Manhandling? Like if you're a corpsman in the uh, <laughs> army, you're not a core woman. You're a corpsman. If you're a midshipman in the navy, you're a seaman. Yes. No, that's uh, Bill Clinton. If uh, I'm sorry. It's, uh, if, if you're a midshipman and you're a female midshipman, you know midshipman, this whole PC crap. I know, I'm just trying to say so PC, annoying. Robin. I don't want people mad Whatever. at me. That dude is answering the phones. <laughs> there we because go. I don't want to be considered one of these uh, real. I don't want to go to a safe space during my uh, podcast. This is the safe Sigh. space. Exactly. What was that? Sigh. Thank you. How horrible was that? I didn't even know that happened. And then you got you you show me the video. You know, today. I sigh a lot I on the show. Dying, One of the things man. I do is whenever I get disgusted or I, I look for a pause, I sigh. I go. Oh. For those of you who, I mean, it's actually kind of low. Can you turn that yeah, up a little wait, bit? Let me Play do it. it let me sigh. I'm gonna go. It's all the way up. Robin. <sighs> sigh. <laughs> I'm for not reading it off a teleprompter. I'm really sorry. I don't know what that clip is from. <laughs> that is Hillary Clinton, who was reading a prepared speech and did not realize that this was where she was supposed to actually sigh, and she read it instead. I think it has more impact if you, re- if you say sigh rather than yes. do sigh. Not Cy Young, of course. Cy. Or Cy Twombly, the famous artist. Thank- or Cy, Cy Sperling uh, from the Hair Club for Men. Yes. Other famous sighs. Uh... Cy and Marcy Sims from uh, that's from, good. from that's, Sims. That's a good poll. Remember that? That's Sims? a very good poll. An strong poll, man. Consumer is our best customer. You remember Sims? Yes. Sims was a clothing store. Oh, I don't. I a, just yeah. know the Sims Big family. In New York, New Jersey. I don't, they weren't national. It was like think. an app. No, Sims was a store. An I don't know that. Store you would go into. I S-Y-M-S. just know the Sims. You're talking about Sims City. Yes. Yeah, not Sim City. This is an actual Cy and Marcy Sims were the actual people who ran Sims, a, a clothing store. And they did their own commercials with their real thick New York accents. Not Beanie Man. This is Cy Sims for, for Sims, where an educated consumer is our best customer. And was he also known as Uncle Cy? I don't know. I never met because him. Rob Kemp says Uncle Cy. I don't know. There's a lot of Uncle Cy's. Any other size? If you can think of size, I gave you Cy Young. Tom Armbruster Cy says matters, that we should Cy change Cy matters. It. Cy matters. <laughs> <laughs> you ask any woman out there, I'll tell you that right. Tom Armbruster says that we should change it to fondling the phones. Fondling the phones. No, that's Because that's not... both men and women. No, you fondling can... is, is, is highly refrained upon Mm-mm. in this uh, generation. You don't like it when I fondle? Yeah, but that's, that's with, cons- <laughs> with consent. Yeah, that's with consent. But if you consensual. talk about fondling, then it's really bad. Well, Brian is consensually fondling the phones. All right. Speaking of phones, how about we go to the phones? We going to the phones? Yeah, man. So we got, well, Jim from Sheltonham's checking us. He's Let's go to something. Jim. He's probably got some good tape. He doesn't have anything to top a person saying sigh off a teleprompter, though. I don't know. He might know a good sigh, though, we haven't thought of. Jim, any sighs that we, we weren't able to think of? Jim, you there? Hello. How are you? How are you, Jim? How you doing, Tony? How you doing today? Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So, any other sighs <laughs> that we missed? Cy Young is the most famous, of course. He's the only one I know of. <laughs> I gave, we, gave, we gave you four sighs, a Mount Rushmore of sighs. If anybody else can think of anybody else named Cy, usually spelled C-Y, right? It's always spelled C-Y, I think. I think so. Yes. 
Jim, what's going on tonight? How about the American League Divisional Series? Was that was that shockingly disappointing to you, or was it just fun to watch, even though because it's over quickly uh, and we the, can get on? The, well, you know, when you get in these playoffs, telling you it's a crapshoot. Whoever's the hot team wins. Not because the best team wins, but the hot team always wins. And Toronto, for all the things people say about them, they, those guys can bash the baseball, man. They got yeah. cl- they, Those guys are unbelievable offensively. Are they not, Luigi? Yeah. Who's better than the Toronto Blue Jays offensively right now? <sighs> I mean, obviously, home run wise, I mean, Cleveland Indians are good, but I, I was going to say the Indians, is... but but Toronto with Encarnacion and Josh Donaldson and Tolowitzki, Michael Saunders at the bottom end of that lineup, it's tough. Are to you want a fantasy that. baseball? No, man, I just know my damn baseball. That's good out of you, man. That's good. What's <laughs> <laughs> the matter, man? I, 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 you, you never played rotisserie before we knew it as fantasy. No, I never. I don't play fantasy baseball, man. But you know, before it was called fantasy, it was rotisserie. Yes, I do know that, Tony. That's great knowledge. Jim, did you ever play rotisserie baseball back in the day? Uh, no, I never did that. I, I just watched the games. I'm really not. Did you ever get a rotisserie that. chicken at uh, like a uh, supermarket? Oh, yeah, I've got that, yeah. And wonder at the end of the day how long that thing's been sitting there in its own juices? Well, Tony, we first wish you after happy anniversary day. Is the second anniversary of the podcast. It is the second anniversary. That's, that's why Luigi made a, a feast fit for kings, and we opened a nice bottle of Robert Mondavi uh, Cabernet. Well, and and the, our our very first show uh, podcast was at the Jug Handle Inn, and guess what's happening on November twenty fourth coming October twenty. Excuse me, October. That's Octo- this month. October this, uh, November twenty fourth is like know, Thanksgiving, right around there. Um, coming up. October 24th, That's which a is Monday a Monday night. night, a very, very special two-year anniversary show at the Jug. Jug Candle Inn on Route 73 wow. in Cinnaminson, <laughs> New Jersey. It is going to be off the heezy, fo-sheezy, off the chains, off the axles, off the hook. What else are we off with nowadays? Now I give you a rocker. There will <laughs> be our rockers, yeah. there will be tons and tons of Tony Bruno wings, and I'm sure there will be lots Swag. of grape Gatorade flowing. Oh, there'll be grape Gatorades. Now, Luigi, you've had the grape Gatorade, right? No. Are you what? kidding me? Never had one. All the times you've when been you there, when you were there, you didn't have it. I didn't have it there. We were doing. We were doing. Oh my after god, that's an outrage! First, I wasn't there for the first. We've show. been there multiple times. I went there once. Oh man! I've only been there one time you to do keep a show this with up, you. You're not coming back for the anniversary. Probably show. not. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's gonna stay with the damn cat. <laughs> Jim, what's going on? I know on? I was there that night, Tony. Did you ever have a grape Gatorade? Oh yeah, it's yeah, a grape because it doesn't taste like a drink. There? Yes. You You're don't dangerous. put like a Jolly Rancher in it. It's not one of those drinks. It's not like the. It's not like purple drank. It's actually a drink made with a very with a, what's in the grape Gatorade, Robin? Uh I think it's. It's grape vodka, or is it the? We need to get the you know get, the, get the jug handle in on the on the phone, and let's get the recipe okay. if we can. All right, Jim. I'm sorry, we have to keep interrupting. Uh, okay. Well, Tony, uh, because it's your anniversary, I have a special clip. One of my favorite clips of the first two years of the podcast. Oh, you have broken it down, and now this is your favorite podcast clip from the first. It has to do two with years? your good friend Jose. Oh, let's go to Jose on the very first. This, this is, is his what, favorite he clip. Was, he was. You were laughing so hard you were crying because he was making you laugh so hard you were crying. That, that normally doesn't happen with me. <laughs> no. Yeah. Let's go to the tape. <laughs> and finally, I said, we're coming away from another great event. As we yep. had to, uh, for a tradition unlike any other, the Masters with Augusta National. This is Jose from Norristown. Sit back and relax as we join 68 other golfers if they buy for one green jacket. Down on the 16th green, we got Tony Bruno. On the 17th green, we have Corrado's agent. 
Then on the 18th, we got me and Nick Faldo, 87 Masters champ. What up, Nick? A tradition like any other, yo. The Masters. Uh. What up, Augusta? <laughs> They need to book you, Jose. Oh, That's beautiful. Oh, gymnast just resigned. Yep. <laughs> give, me that the, give me that CBS suit, yo. <laughs> give me that CBS suit. <laughs> you know, oh that's God. really appropriate because oh, it's... Oh, I've got one other thing about the Masters. What up, What's Butler's that? Cabin? Butler's Cabin. <laughs> it's Butler's Cabin. Uh, right. What up, booty? Cook me up with some brews, yo. <laughs> Does it keep going? Yes. Johnny's, here, Johnny's wiping his face. I've never laughed at a car. I don't remember the last time I laughed. He's out of control tonight. Oh, I'm crazy. out of control. There. Jose is spitting the is, greatest yes. phone call in the history of sports phone calls. I, I've been talking to Jose on the radio for what? Five, yeah. six, seven years? Yep. This never. has to be this the single the greatest it performance yep. ever. I literally wrote down right now on my notepad to write for the show. This is the greatest Jose phone call of all time. Of all time, Jose. Absolutely. Epic. Beautiful. That was great. Let's give him a roaring round of applause. Jim, for actually keeping track of the last two years to find the single greatest moment. Not just Tony Bruno, so podcasting history. But this is like somewhat special because it's Jose's birthday as well, right? Today's Jose's birthday? He's actually on the line. No. Yeah, no, his birthday was Saturday. Okay, my sister Gina's birthday is tomorrow's the 13th, right? Wednesday's the 13th. Yeah, Thursday's yeah. the 13th. My sister Marie's was the 9th. Our good friend Deline, her birthday. Every, a lot Saturday. of October, a lot of last Librans. Wednesday, last Wednesday's show was her birthday. A lot of Librans out there. Are they still Librans? No, no, they're Librans. not. They're Jim, not. when's your birthday? And Luigi's is coming up next month, right? Yep. Nope. Well, but, it, but yes, his birthday's coming you up. You take that away from me too. I can't be born. <laughs> what the hell? Your birthday's coming up, but you are not a you. You are not a what did you Sagittarius? Think? I'm an Ophiuchus. You're an Ophiuchus. Exactly. exactly. Jim, which is kind of cool actually. Uh, tonight is also tonight is the opening night at the National Hockey League. Yes, tonight. indeed. We had. I believe Jose will give us a preview and break down everything from the Prince of Wales Conference to Patrick Division. The uh, <laughs> Patrick Division. The Patrick Division. will have uh, the the. Uh, Give me some of the old school uh, divisions in hockey. They change them all the time. The Patrick, there was the uh, Prince of Wales concert conference. Remember that? Norris, the Norris, the Norris division. division. Uh, th- those were the good old days, man. When you had no idea who played in what division or who any of these people were that the divisions were named after, unless you were a real hockey aficionado uh, like myself. Do you know what the, the Prince of Wales is? There. Do you know what the Prince of Wales is? Yeah, it's. This- Which, is it a conference? It was one of the conferences, right? Yeah, but there's an actual Prince of Wales. You know who that is, Robin? Yeah, it's Prince Andrew. Exactly right. That is great Prince Andrew knowledge. But Prince Andrew never went to, I don't think he's ever been to an NHL game, so why the hell would they name the conference after him? Well, you had the Adams Division, you had the Smythe Division. That's right, the Smythe. Patrick's Division. Yep. And yeah, the, and the Prince of Wales. Prince of Wales was well, the conference, Well, pretty soon though. it's going to be the King of Wales. That's right. Hail to the King. Yeah. Jim, who do you like cutting down the nets in the Stanley Cup? Uh, they don't cut down the nets. <laughs> I'll still see the L.A. Kings. The L.A. Kings bouncing back this year and winning the Cup? Yeah. I'll tell you what, the Flyers, give them credit. They're a young team. We look, you know, Everybody's talking about young teams. The Eagles are a young team. The Flyers, the Sixers, obviously, are a great young team. And now the, the Flyers, since they got their organization back together with Ron Hextall as the GM, 
They've drafted well the last couple of years, and they got a bunch of young players. I mean, two of their latest draft picks are going to play and start the season with this team. They're both 19 years old. Exactly right. You know what I was doing when I was 19? Getting married. You're on WFAL radio? I was on on radio. I was already on radio for one year. And you know what else I was doing, Luigi? You had it right. At that age of 19. Two chicks at the same time. Thank you very much. You don't have any of my old WFIL tapes, do you? I, I do have a, a, a couple, yes. I got to find But it doesn't there. sound like you. It doesn't even sound like you. No, I sounded older then than I do now, actually. I sounded yeah. older when I was like 18 years old on the radio because we had reverb and everything right. sounded big yeah. than I do now. I sound younger now than I did when I was 21. I wish, though, we still had like the very first commercial that you I know. cut. I sound like guys doing radio now. It was, was the first time I ever sat in front of a microphone <laughs> in a broadcasting school. Now those guys are basically making $5 million a year. How times change. Isn't that great? Well, so everybody's losing their job on Philadelphia Radio right now. Um, John Marks has left 97.5. Jaude Conran just left. Everybody's leaving. Where's everybody going? They're going I don't to, know. They're, they're going, going to Betson's to get the best deal on furniture available. <laughs> Betson's. I don't know. You remember Betson's, Jim? Where did everybody go? And then the guy says, they're going to Betson's. It's old school furniture stores. Now they go all or what's his name? Uh, who's the guy that this, the guy's on every 10 seconds on TV? Bob's. My Bob's Discount Furniture. That's right. The official furniture store for the Eagles. I love exactly. it. Now, to be fair, it's not as nice as the real stuff, but it's, it's still good, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> says, to be fair, it's not as nice, but it's, it's good. <laughs> Jim, who's winning the World Series? Uh, it's going to come down to the Cubs and the Blue Jays, I think. You know, I'd love to see it again. I don't know, Rudy. I'd love to see it. I, I want to see the Cubs win. I say Cleveland and the, and the I think the, the Cle- How about the Cleveland Indians and the Chicago Cubs? You want to talk about a World Series where you got two of the most, you know, most maligned franchises and suffering fans in all of sports, Indians fans and Cubs it fans? Indians haven't won since 1948. Yeah, and that's so. a lot. I mean, it's not like, it's not, you know, it's not 1908, but 1948, that's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Remember the White Sox had a long schneid? The Red Sox hadn't won in forever, and they finally started winning? Did you see Bill Murray at Wrigley with his shirt? Said, of course. I, said, I ain't afraid no goat. I ain't afraid no goat. <laughs> That's great, <laughs> That'll be fun. That's the World Series I want to see. With all due respect to the Dodgers and the Nationals and whoever else is left, and the Blue Jays, Cubs, Indians. How great would that be? be some, something's got to give. Oh, yeah. All right, Jim. We're going to see you at the Jug Handle October uh, 20th. That's Monday night. Who's playing oh, I'll be, uh, yeah, night? I was there for the first show. You remember that, Tony? Absolutely. I was there for the first show. Absolutely. <laughs> i got to get my Monday night schedule, see if it's a turkey game. It doesn't matter. We'll be having fun, having cocktails, hanging out with all the great folks over there in uh, New Jersey. On okay, a- Tony. Have a, have a great week. Thank you, Jim. You too, buddy. Two-year reunion okay. show. It's going to be office. awesome. I said off, I almost said awful, office. office, and then awesome at the same time. <laughs> Try to put those three words together. I was corrected. Tom Armbruster pointed out that the Prince of Wales is actually Charles, but he's the Prince of England as well. Charles, so, yeah, because when he was, yeah, because that, that's what, when, when the Prince of Wales Conference was actually, ex- when it existed, back when they had the, con- the Campbell Conference and the Patrick Division and the Prince of Wales Conference, when nobody knew who the hell was playing where. But now, is the, the question is, is his mother, who is the Queen of England, mm-hmm. is she the Queen of Wales? Is there such a thing as a Queen of Wales? Not in the National Hockey League. They don't no, not in the National Hockey League. But, like, is there only a Queen? Only if you're in a bar or on Tinder that they care about that. Do they well, only there g- might be. It just hasn't come out yet. That's yeah. all I'm <laughs> And then the question is, when Andrew does become the King of England, which is going to be 
soon, from what Are I you understand. Are saying that the, that the queen's going to die? No, but she's going Reggie to... Reggie Jackson she's couldn't gonna... kill the queen. Impossible. He tried. I know. He she said must abdicate. kill the queen, and he couldn't do it. She's talking about abdicating. Like, in, in, in the Netherlands, uh, Queen Beatrix... What's she... her name? You mean Beatrice? Beatrix. Is um, she a dominatrix? Juliana <laughs> was her mother, and then Beatrix became queen, and then she... Um, She's the one that's hot, She right? handed it down. Who's the hot... Uh, no, the, the wife. The wife of, um, of the current king. Wasn't that the one Obama was like ogling when they went over She's to a funeral? She's beautiful. Remember she when has I a weird... had Jeff Napierkowski says, well, then who the hell is the king of Prussia? <laughs> <laughs> but, I don't know, but he's got the biggest damn mall in the world now. I, I'll tell you what, though. You know, you know, you know, you know who's the king of Norristown? Uh, what, Jose? Oh, Jose. Jose. And Definitely. We're going to put Jose on right now. Because a man who's been deemed in the first two years of this epic <laughs> podcast to have administered the best call in two years, even though he's been banned from local stations who then go groveling back to him in desperation when they need him most, when they couldn't find fake callers to put on, they went back to the real deal. Not Evander Holyfield, Jose from Norristown. What up, Jose? What up, Brunos? What up, Joes? What up, Luigi's? What up, Miss Robbins? What up, Jose? Happy what about birthday. Brian? What about Brian? What up, Brian Nels? <laughs> who? Brian who? <laughs> who? What up, who? Jose? What did you call him? Brian Yo. Brian Nels? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know but what happy about Joe birthday. Bertone? Happy birthday. Thank you very much, guys. It now, is your birthday, birthday coming up, or did we miss it? You guys missed it. It was Saturday. Oh, no. You know what we got to get for that. Damn. Yeah, one of those. No, I told him it was birthday. I told him it was 20 minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we banned him from last week's show, so we couldn't even give a preview birthday announcement. No, we had to spend, he had to spend an episode in the box, man. Exactly. He's in the That's box two happened. minutes for uh, Unsportsmanlike. Oh, what's in the box? Although I feel bad because I don't think it was Jose's fault. If no, you, he like, was roped in yep. by unscrupulous lowlifes. No, he, he's got to resist the temptations, man. You can't. Yeah, but like if you if, if somebody calls you and you don't know who's calling and you answer the phone. Did they lie to you under false pretenses? Did they tell you it was somebody else and pull a bait and switch? No, it's just it was more like the boss man um hit me up on Messenger telling me to call in. Which boss man? Wait, wait, wait. Oh, I have to maybe take back my words of sympathy towards you. So you actually made the phone call? No. No, they called him. No, oh, they messengered me. him and then he me. called. Oh, so oh. you returned the phone call. Oh, As they would say. say on one of the most tired local sports radio uh, words and phrases used, that's a violation. <laughs> yep. Jose, <sighs> I may have to. No, I'm not going to ban you at your birthday. One week bans are enough. I'm not the Nevada Athletic uh, uh, Boxing Commission. I will not give you 50 hours of community service and a dollar fifty fine. A dollar fifty. You fine. paid the price by going on a radio station that represents all that's bad in America. Yes. Go ahead. <laughs> yes. You know what we have, Jose? We have hockey action, yo. Yes, we do. Friday night up in Los Angeles, yo. The game of kings. It is the game of kings. It's the fastest game that requires the most skill, skating ability, shooting the puck, banging the body, everything that every, every young punk out there who wants to play sports wishes they could have in their sports where guys stand around and then play it 15 seconds at a time and then go back and stand around or one guy has a ball and four other guys stand around and clear out for him. Hockey is the only sport that is constant motion and action. 
It's got nope. everything you want. Violence, sex, bleeding, <laughs> fighting, everything you want. <laughs> Where's the Eye sex gouging. taking place on ice, Tony? What's that? Where's the and sex taking place on ice? And yapping at refs, yo. Exactly. Getting suspended. All the kinds of good things that you don't get in other sports. Yep. Jose, what'd you do for your birthday? Did you do anything? Did you go out anywhere? Uh, I'm going out somewhere Sunday to make up for it. Oh, I'm make up sex? What up? Birthday I'm sex? No, it's more birthday like sex. birthday football, yo. Birthday football. The dreaded Washington Deadskins down there yep. in Landover, Maryland, wherever, wherever part outside of Washington, D.C. they play in that decrepit 90,000 seat Maryland sewer. Landover, Maryland be the former home with the Capitals. Exactly yo. right, but the Capitals were smart enough to move the hell out of there. Yep. And now it's they FedEx Field. In. And the Eagles, are, you know, I heard, I heard a couple guys today on ESPN saying, you know, now that Lane Johnson is suspended, it's really not fair to the, to the four teams they've already played that they got to play against him, and now the other teams don't. It's not? What kind of crap is that? Is it fair to the teams that had the Washington Redskins when their quarterback couldn't complete a pass and they sucked canal water the first couple of weeks? What the hell kind of logic is that? Oh, it's the, the Eagles only... Basically, they're saying that the Eagles only won and were competitive for their first four games because they had Lane Johnson in the lineup. Isn't that what they're saying? Pretty much. It's unfair to the other team that one of your best players was playing? Yes. Joke, man. Yes. <laughs> yes. Who do you like, Jose? Who's cutting down Lord Stanley's cup? <laughs> cutting down uh, the cup? You mean who's <laughs> filling it with champagne? Who is bringing it to strip clubs and swimming pools next summer? That's what I want to know. Will it be in Sea Isle City? Pittsburgh Penguins. You see, Crosby's got a concussion. He's missing the opener. Yes. It doesn't matter. They so, just give, just, as long as he's around in the I last think, month of the season. <laughs> I think at the end of the season, in June, I think my Stanley Cup winner prediction will be the Anaheim Ducks, yo. The Anaheim Ducks? Yes. Why? They had the best. I think they're out for revenge because they were bounced in the first round. Because they choked? They, that's like the yes. Angels. They get bounced early, too, or the Texas Rangers. Or the Cincinnati Bengals. Or the Cincinnati <laughs> Bengals. Well, you know, the, the Ducks have won a cup, you know. They won a Stanley Cup. They won a cup. Yeah, but how the long Kings have won yeah. two cups, right? I'm, I'm leaning a, a little bit more towards San Jose Sharks. The Kings won two. The Ducks won one. The yep. Bruins won one. And the San Jose Sharks uh, are close every year, and they haven't won a cup yet. I'm rooting for the Sharks. Yep. If, if, in the Western Conference, I'm tired of seeing Chicago, even though they hadn't won in a long time. I'm tired of seeing... I mean, who else? No is, yeah, the Kings... Uh, I don't really care, LA. but I like to see. I think the Sharks. I think the you know when you talk about somebody deserves a cup, they play. They they play every year. They're good, and they just can't get over the hump. That's the San Jose Sharks. What about the Capitals? Eh. I mean, I if they were, if they were in the, the finals, I mean, I would, it's not because they're, they're you know they're they're a, a rival, so you don't root for rivals. I look at just like when they won the Warriors won. You know, I was rooting for the Warriors. They're, they're they're not in the Eastern Conference, and they're a team that used to be in Philly, and I've been following them for a long time. Hey, Luigi. What up? Uh, can we give Rutgers one of those for two straight oh. weeks? Worth Didn't of they get enough of those uh, by Michigan? Was it 78 I, to nothing? I, I, I'm not giving Rutgers anything else, man. They've got enough, bro. Are you kidding me? They should fold the program. <laughs> they, they, they should get spanked like that. They got crushed. It, I'm not, I'm, if I was the coach of Rutgers, thankfully I'm not. I wouldn't Uh-oh. even have put my team back on the field. I would say, guys, we're out of here. Forfeit. We're out of here. We're done. Take the forfeit. I, I, w- I would have tossed up the middle finger up the hardball and walked off the field. I'm like, I'm not putting my kids back out there for this. Are you kidding me? Then don't take them. Don't schedule the game. But I, 
Don't take the well, paycheck. I know it was a paycheck, but I'm saying, though, Tone. You think right, that hellhole up there at Rutgers, where they have like 10,000 people show up, is going to generate more than $50 in revenue? I'm not the for that crap school. I'm not. I want to do respect him. to my friends who went to uh, Rutgers, like my good buddy <laughs> Brian Gunterman. I think is a Rutgers guy. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not defending him. I'm just saying that it was that was ridiculous, man. They could have put a hundred on him if you wanted to, Tone. Yeah. That's I why I don't watch college football. Neither do I. With I rare exceptions, of course. I'm a fanatical college football nut. I hate to do it Isn't to you. Isn't it weird? Like, college football is not as exciting as the real, as NFL, yet college basketball, I think, is more exciting than NBA. No, I mean, you've got to remember, college football in college football towns is massive. Huge. You know, 100,000-seat stadiums. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you're... You know, when you've got nothing to do and you're a millennial and you're sitting in your dorm room looking for porn, and Saturday comes around... And you got a chance to maybe meet a woman accidentally who's drunker than you are uh-huh. and maybe score. That's what you look forward to. That's what it's to. all about, man. It is. It's That's what college is all about. It's not about getting Drunk a meaningless, chicks. not a meaningless degree that will get you a job at El Pollo Loco <laughs> at the drive through window <laughs> at 2 a.m. It's a great place. You oh, name the place. They don't have El Pollo Loco here I on know, East they Coast, should. do they? they? I may should. open the first one here. Ah, it's, ba- it's the best. It's phenomenal. You know what else I'd like to open here, Louis, uh, Jose? And I think you would be there all the time. My favorite chicken place. Not the Chick-fil-A is my favorite. Fast food chicken What up, Joe Candle in? No, that's chicken <laughs> wings. I'm talking about in California. What's the best oh, chicken California. place, Robin? El Pollo Loco. Yeah. You we just, El Pollo we just Loco. No, I'm about... thinking of the taco. No, not El Pollo Loco. Oh, taco, Del Taco. No, Del Taco. That's right. El Pollo Loco is where they put the chicken yeah, on the grill. Yeah, El Pollo Loco is but actually Del good. Del Taco is the better taco place than Taco Bell. Oh, that's yeah. what I meant to say. Absolutely. Del Taco. Del Taco is better than Taco Bell. Yes. And if you live on the West Coast, you know what I'm talking about. They don't even go to Del Ta- to Taco Bell's in the West no, Coast. Yeah. It's an insult. Here, people think Del Taco is gourmet Mexican food. You know what I'm saying? Do they not? Probably. And El Pollo Loco is great. They grill it right on the grill. It's all fresh. It's delicious. It's great stuff, man. It's what actually like really, I mean, it's like, like a real tacos with their flour tacos sometimes even. Yeah, no, they're great. It's great stuff. Yes. I'm going to open an El Pollo Loco here. Not a poco, la, 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 pollo hermanos. Los pollos hermanos. Yeah, no. Where's op, los pollos Although hermanos? Although you, you could fit in right there. I could uh, sell the meth out of there. Yeah. When we're or at least, at least the rock So I'd have candy. to open one up in the Northeast then if I'm going to sell meth out of my uh, el pollo, los pollos hermanos. <laughs> you couldn't make it fast enough, brother. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't make it fast enough. I need a couple of breasts and a, <laughs> a, a nickel bag of uh, meth. Pronto, please. Number four. No. Yeah, that's number, <laughs> number four. Number four. That's a uh, one breast, one thigh, one bag of meth, and one bag of meth, and a uh, Dr. Have, Pepper, please diet. We have people checking in <laughs> regarding the Del Taco and El Pollo Loco. Steve Tid says they should open an El Pollo Loco at every NFL stadium in the concession Absolutely. stands. Absolutely. Uh, Justin Ray Al- Alinea says Del Taco is the best. Period. Agreed on that. We, we we lie to anybody. We've had some of the best tacos anywhere on earth. We've been to Mexico. We've been everywhere. I'm telling you. People think on the East Coast you go to a Mexican restaurant, and there are a lot of good Mexican, but, you know, like these, these joints on corners that people think. They're, sure. You know, some guy from, uh, you know, from Rye, New York, is trying to make Mexican food, and then you go in there, and it's crap, and they think it's good. It's an outrage. So well, Houston, people, had, Houston had good Tex-Mex. No, well, yeah, Houston is great Tex-Mex. No, but we did. We went to that one place, and it was not. No bueno. <laughs> it was no bueno at no, all. No, but the waitress like, was, was hot. Sh- it's all about yeah. the bartender. I was kind of shocked. Like, uh, all three of us felt kind of icky afterwards. Yeah, so. it wasn't that great. 
I'm like, Houston, Houston has to have good Mexican food, they right? They do have well, good Mexican food. Me- well, well, not Texas there. Does. You just got to go to Austin for it. <laughs> Everything Dude. in Houston, if you want to do something in Houston, you got to go to Austin. Now, Steven Summerson, who is in uh, Finland, he says that the Finnish do not know Mexican at all. So he's... he's Only knows like herring and stuff, right? What do they eat in Finland? Um, I'm sure that they have a lot of fish. Cold fish, though, right? And I think if if I'm not mistaken, they have like a lot of fish with like like cream stuff, like yes. sour cream. Herring type. with the cream. Uh, have you seen the herring? Pickled herring uh, and cream herring. Uh, gefilte and fish and stuff. No, gefilte fish it's is Jewish, is right? is fish that's been clumped into something, right? It's in a jar. Yeah, it's in a and jar. And it doesn't look appetizing at all. No, no not a, not a little bit. But you know what? I don't care what people eat. I just we just try to look at indigenous foods. I, I need him to text us and tell us what the number one dish is in Finland. We'll find that out. We'll find it <laughs> oh, out. Alan Rose goes, oh, this is bad. He goes, reindeer tacos. Reindeer tacos. Reindeer tacos. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Exactly right. Meanwhile, we're going to take uh, our here first Here he goes. Break. Uh, Stephen checked in. He says, bear, sausage, and cod. Codfish. See, there's a lot of fish out but there. But bear. Well, cod's good. Bears. Bacala. You're a bacala. Of course, you got to soak it for seven you days. You missed yeah. out on the bear. Bear, bear sausage. Bear sausage. Bear. Bear. Bear, like grizzly, bear, like black, B-E-A-R. brown. I don't know, man. That's got to be kind of. That's got to be tough as hell, right? I mean, Tastes like chicken. <laughs> I don't have know. Have you ever had bear? Well, no, I mean, if it's sausage, it's got to be ground down. And I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. You can make anything out of sausage. Have you, you had bear? Make... No, I haven't had bear. I have not had bear. Yeah, I don't think I have bear. There is a fondue place in California where you. I think it's a. It's like the regular. It's a chain. Uh, what's one of the not fondue the melting places? pot. Uh, it might be. It might be the they melting have bear pot. bear fondue? No, I remember that one of the <laughs> things hey, that you could choose... God is shooting here. <laughs> what is this crap you put in my picnic basket? <laughs> Yogi, could, this tastes like, uh, it tastes like Uncle John. Hey, boo-boo, my nuts are on fire. <laughs> you, could, you could choose to have just the regular beef or fish or, or, or not fish, chicken or whatever, but you could also choose... Um, Different types of meats. And I remember I had zebra, I had ostrich, I had crocodile. Ladies and gentlemen, if Peter wants to show up here at the house or the Humane Society, <laughs> just lock up Rob. I'm, lock t- the I'm door not, right not joking, but I don't remember if bear was part Those of the Those are endangered species, and you're eating them no, in fondue, you're not. dipping them ostrich in cheese. Ostrich is not. You can buy ostrich. <laughs> yeah, but bear and, uh, and zebras are. You can't buy zebra at the local exactly. butcher zebra shop. Zebra is not an endangered species. It's not? No, it is not. They are like uh, all over the place. I'm going to try a little zebra. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of zebra. So anyway, the, the, the certain meats are just fine to eat. You know, horse meat's legal in some places, but that not in the correct. United States anymore. It used to be legal here. Remember when horse meat was and legal? It's, it's, still still legal it's still legal in Canada. Well, everything's legal in Canada. Yeah. Everything. I mean, everything. I think Silk Road is still legal in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> but in the meantime, we're going to take a break. So everybody yes. is watching us on Facebook Live. We have to pause the uh, feed, but come on back, because coming up, Eddie Alvarez is going to join us live. We'll get a big preview, get his thoughts on the big fight, UFC 205 Madison Square Garden on November 12th up in New York against Conor McGregor. And we'll talk with Eddie Alvarez, take more of your calls. Phone number 717-363-TONY, 717-363-8669. We'll have updates, too, including a Tim Tebow update. We will have special, special Tim Tebow coverage that you're not getting anywhere else. Now, so stick around. Don't forget, you, you're going to log off. This, this one is going to end, and you're going to log back in to Hour 2. Log back in. You don't want to miss Eddie Alvarez. It's going to be awesome. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat.
We are back live. The Tony Bruno Show live. All over the world. All over the universe. And heading to Mars in 2013. From what I heard earlier this week of the news. We will be on Mars in 2013. We're working on getting the lines established up there now. And Luigi will go up and check the ISDN and all the internet cables. But it is the, uh, the fun part of doing this show is we do whatever we want. We've been doing a lot of great guests on this show. And when we were over at the Comedy Sports with the uh, studio audience for the great six months during the winter, we've had a lot of great people stop by. And this guy was one of everybody's favorites. People were there. They wanted to see him. They wanted to touch him. They wanted to be near him. And then fast forward now, six, seven months later, and he's going to fight in a major title fight, his title, on the line, Madison Square Garden, November 12th in New York City, UFC 205. He's taking on Conor McGregor for his belt. He is the great Philadelphia's own Eddie Alvarez. How are you, man? What is up? What's up, fellas? How you doing, man? You remember coming on the show? You were awesome that night, man. It was, it was a pleasure to meet you, and it's, it's, it's an even bigger pleasure now to see you're finally going to get a big payday fight, man, after all your hard work for all these years. Yeah, yeah. It's just reimbursement. From a whole lot of fights prior. <laughs> and I know you got a big family to feed, so this they got to be happy, too. Are they already spending your money? What's that? I said, you, I know you got a big family, so are they already spending your money now, knowing that you got this big fight coming up? Hey, I got, I got three boys at home, man. We can't make enough. <laughs> we, our, Sam, our Sam's Club orders ain't getting any cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so when you, when you, when you, when last time we had you on, you were talking about you know, getting the UFC to, to say, hey, man, w- w- look at me. You know, you got all these guys are getting fights. I'm fighting everybody you put out there. Everybody that's in front of me, I go out and fight. How about giving me a big fight? What did it take, finally, for the UFC folks to say, okay, let's put your belt on the line and let's put Conor McGregor, arguably the biggest draw in UFC right now? Uh, you got to talk a little shit. You got to talk a little shit. Um, in the past, in the past, I, I've I've been guilty of saying the things that I knew that the public would like for me to say, and I haven't said things that necessarily I, I would say in, in under in closed doors. Uh, just trying to be like uh, politically correct, but um, I'm getting older, and um, I now I don't mind speaking my mind and 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 being myself and saying how I feel and how I think. Uh, and I think I think it it pays dividends when when you do that. The the promotion wants to see that. They want to see uh, you know how you genuinely feel, and so do the fans. They deserve that. Now, New York City was chosen because I, I saw Conor McGregor said he's never going to fight in Vegas again because they fined him for throwing a water bottle and a, a, a can of energy drink at Nate Diaz back in August. Do you blame him? Does I, I know he's your competitor, but he's saying you know what I've I've been I've been pumping big money into into Vegas at the MGM Grand Garden for all of our fights, and now you guys want me to, to uh, you know, you want me to come back there after you're going to punish me? Should he have been punished that severely for, for throwing that bottle at the uh, press conference? Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know, man. I know that um, they're trying to, like, you know, this is a professional, they're trying to make this a professional sport. They try, you know, it's on Fox. They're trying to get get to a certain point to make this sport as big as football, baseball, and, and things of that sort. And, um, you know, we're supposed to act professionally because of that. And when, when you're making that kind of money, 
it's it's important to act a certain way. And um, you know, he stepped out of line. He did some dumb shit. And uh, you know, you can't. You the, there's rules. There's rules to everything, and uh, you got to follow them. Yeah, but we've seen boxing promotions where guys throw down and the trainers are throwing down and people, you know, and then people go, oh, wow, this is great. I got to go buy a ticket. But I don't, I listen, UFC is legit. I mean, it's been around a long time. I remember back in 2000 when I was watching the UFC in its infancy. So I hear what you're saying and I, I agree. There has to be rules, but I'm just surprised. And I mean, Conor McGregor saying, I'm not going to fight in Vegas again. Do you believe he'll do that or you think he's just trying to send a message to the Nevada Athletic Commission, the Boxing Commission? Nah, nah, this is a message. You know, look, $150,000 is a small price to pay. Throwing that can at the Diaz's probably sold another 200,000 pay-per-views. <laughs> so um, the, the, the risk was, was worth the reward, trust me. We're talking with Eddie Alvarez, UFC. So you're getting closer. We're, we're like a month away now, man. Does the, does the right, tension bro. build up? I mean, how? what's the mindset when you're going into I mean, you've had a lot of big fights, but this is, like, this is the biggest fight of your career. Is, is there any different feeling as you prepare for this, or is it just business as usual for you? I, just, I turn my blinders on. At this point, you know, um, there's a lot of distractions. You get pulled in every, every direction, um, whether it's media, whether it's, whether it's family members, friends. You get pulled in a lot of directions. You get calls from a lot, a lot of different outsiders wanting to, wanting to do this and wanting to offer opportunities and things like that. I think it's important, you know, the last month or so, just put your blinders on, um, stick to what has always been important, and that's your training and your preparation, and um, everything else just sort of falls into place when, when you prepare properly and you train hard. Um, everything falls into place. So, for me, I've been fighting so many years. And um, I've made all the mistakes. So I understand what I got to do. I know the process, and I just try to enjoy it as much as I can. And the underground kingdom, you talk about when you become popular, though, people want to buy stuff. They want to be associated with you. I know you got the underground king stuff going out there, right? How do people get some Eddie Alvarez gear, man? Yeah, so we're getting, uh, you, you can go to Asian World, AWMA Martial Arts. It's, it's AWMA.com. That's Asian World Martial Arts. They have uh, if you if you get shirts you can get shirts online there, but you also can get them at Cold Designs in Bridesburg. Um, they sell them as well. Uh, they're the Underground King. They're going to be our um, the New York T-shirts are going to be out, I believe, by the twenty second. I believe. Beautiful. Now I was watching a video online on Sure Dog, and obviously that's that's the MMA's basically but gospel site. And I know you know uh, Faraz Zahabi, and he's he was breaking down the Diaz fights, and he says he gives you a great chance because. It's all going to be about the first round and that your ground game is good, that if you can get past the first round and not get into a brawl with Conor McGregor, your ground game, you can take him out because he notices, at least he says, that in the second round, uh, uh, McGregor starts losing a little steam about eight minutes into the fight. Have you noticed that and do you agree that that's a strategy where the first round is going to be key, not getting into a brawl with him? No, 100%. Look, anybody who knows shit about fighting knows what I'm about to do to this man. Um, if you if you know a speck about the sport of MMA, you know what's about to happen to Conor McGregor on November 12th, and um, that's that's just how it is. And and Faraz Zahabi happens to know a little bit, know a lot about MMA, so he's trying to educate fans on um, and trying to get them past their emotions and their feelings about this this new guy that everyone loves, and let them know the truth. And the truth is that. Um, that I'm about to whoop this guy's ass come November 12th, and 
and a lot of Irish fans are going to be upset. Even in Bridesburg, man. I mean, what, 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 how are you going to walk around the neighborhood? <laughs> <laughs> Will you be able to come down to 2nd Street here in South Philly and hang out on the Mummers Parade? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Eddie hey, look. Hey, if you're Irish, man, you, you, you could be a speck of Irish, but you know what? You live in America. You're American. You vote. You, you cheer for the Americans. I can't. I can't get past these. Uh, any. It seems like with Conor McGregor, anybody who has a even a five percent of Irish in them, now they want to be full blown Irish and fly this flag. Um, look, I'm Irish. I'm Puerto Rican. But the truth. Uh, but the the fact remains, I'm from America, and I'm American. And I'm about to put an American ass whooping on his dude. <laughs> I remember going to Vegas for a lot of the fights with Eddie Hatton, who was from England. And whenever he would go and fight in Vegas, no matter who he was fighting, Ricky Hatton, Ricky, Ricky Hatton. Hatton, Ricky Hatton would bring. But those people would all come from England, and they'd all drink all yeah. night. And they'd be drunk, and they'd sing Ricky Hatton songs. So, I mean, those are people from England going to the United States to watch a British guy fight. You know, uh, how many people come from Ireland to watch Conor McGregor? Oh yeah, look, they're gonna they're gonna come in they're gonna come in uh they're gonna come in masses, you know what I mean? That's just to me, that's just more people to silence, that's all. I, I like I I don't mind the booze. As long as you're feeling something, but uh that's just a more people to silence. Bring them all. They can all buy a ticket and waste their money. But uh the whole that's gonna be a, a super silent crowd, I'll tell you that. Well, uh, you know what, Eddie, it's going to be awesome, man. I'm so excited for you. We're all happy for you, especially all those Philly people, to see one of us get up there and, and fight for a big – I mean, you have the championship, but he's coming after yours, so he's going to have to come up a little bit in weight. That's the last thing I want to ask you. Do you think, even though people are suggesting that he does wear down a little bit in the second round, he goes through a little lull, that they, they having to add the extra weight to get up to, to lightweight is going to affect him as far as his stamina? No, no, he don't have to add any extra weight. We all cut down, you know. He, he probably walks around a good 175, you know. I, I walk around a good 180. So we all have to cut down to get to weight. So he's not adding any weight. He just don't have to cut as much. So it, it, he'll be fine. He'll be good. But this is a big boy belt. This is a different division. It's a different kind of power, a different kind of strength, and a different speed. So, uh you know, I think I think he'll experience some things that he never felt before, and uh, we'll see how he deals with them things. Yeah, we're getting a lot of people on Twitter following the show live on Facebook Live, saying you know they, they come from Ireland, and I and I haven't been actually I haven't been to a Conor McGregor fight. I've been to so many boxing events and a lot of UFC events out in Vegas, but I have yet to see Conor McGregor live. I've seen him on pay per view, obviously, with the Diaz fights and a lot of his fights. So there's no doubt he's got a lot of fans. And a lot of Irish-Americans, as you point out, will be rooting for him. But I don't think it's a they're rooting for him because they're an Irish-American or they went to Notre Dame and they're rooting against you right. because you're an American. <laughs> no, I, I think I, – and, Eddie, this is, this is Luigi. I, I think a lot of people get – don't really under, like you said they go they really don't understand the fight game too much and I'm trying to be as unbiased as possible when I look at this fight and I mean everything with the hype of Connor and everything like that I mean I can honestly say without being any kind of bias Eddie's gonna win the fight this is Eddie's fight to win I'm telling you right now it, it, it's a bad matchup for McGregor it really is and Vegas is showing that because you know everybody's thinking Connor McGregor would be a big favorite well, here you know what's going on in Vegas right I mean you're this is a this is a pretty close fight as far a, as the bettings are concerned but a lot of people only remember Eddie from just you know from getting you on the ground muscling you down there using the wrestling and then and just beating the crap out of you on the mat 
Eddie can stand up and fight. People, people don't realize that, man. He can stand in front of McGregor and throw if he has to. And I think he will, and I think he's going to show everyone that he's more than capable of doing so. Eddie, do you look at the Vegas numbers and say, you know, I should be favored or he's slightly favored or it's a close fight? Does that, any of that stuff affect how you prepare or you, why, what your, no. why your mindset is? Never, man. I ne- look, I, even at a young age, the statistics never concerned me. I didn't give two shits about statistics or what people thought. And that's, that's what allows me to get inside of a cage in front of millions of people and put it on the line because uh, I'm not concerned with what uh, everybody thinks and what statistics tell. Uh, the only thing I'm concerned with is finding out, finding out who I am. And when I step inside that cage, that, that, that's all it is. It's a, it's a journey to find out what I'm made of and how, how good I am. And um, so that, them numbers, they mean shit inside of a fight. It's, it's the spirit you, that you fight with. And it's your willingness to win. And um, no one has a greater one than myself. And uh, we're going to see that. We're going to see that very soon. Well, it's great to have you on again, Eddie. We're rooting for you, man. When we saw you, when we had you in the studio there and in the uh, theater back, I guess it was March or April when you were there, right? Like February or March. And we were talking about, yeah. you know, the big fight. And this wasn't even planned yet. And, and then, boom, you get the fight. And now you're going to be in UFC 205. People, obviously, the pay-per-view will be massive. Now, you, you guys don't get a piece of the, uh, of the pay-per-view, right? You just have an agreed uh, uh, price up front, right, to do these fights, right? Motherfucking right, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Love it. Wait, Eddie, Eddie had one of the greatest, like, uh, completely natural f bombs ever on the, on the, when he came in live, and he yes. was like, basically like f Putin. Yeah, when he exactly. Asked about yeah. That. That's and right. That's and then, right. And now there's another organic one coming. And out. he was effing Putin long yeah. before the uh, the Democrats were about the exactly. WikiLeaks. Everybody's blaming everything on Russia. Putin, you you hated Putin long before everybody else hated Putin, man. Yeah, I had a bad night. I had a bad night in Russia, and they wanted me to meet that 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 guy. But um, no, we get a piece of pay per view. That's where you make most of your money. Exactly. So um, you get it. You get it. You get it. Uh, not. I'm not gonna say small. You get a, You get a good guaranteed, a decent enough guaranteed purse. But uh, most of your money, um, in a fight like this, where where you get you know get some money to put away with for the kids and get you know that retirement money and things like that. That's made on the pay-per-view buys. So when we break every record for pay-per-view buys, uh, we'll be getting some good checks coming in. It'll do some good things with them. You know, uh, That's awesome. Like I said, it's, it's, it's more of a reimbursement for the 13 years of going to war with the best guys in the world. So um, I don't see it as, you know, I'm um, lucky or anything like that. This is just I've been, I've been chasing this dream for a long time. And um, – I've already fought a lot better guys than Conor McGregor. I have already been against the best guys in the world. This just this one happens to be the most uh, the most uh, popular fight I've been in. Now I, you know what? Okay, so I had only seen on TV before, and you cannot appreciate fighting if you if you don't like fighting per se. You will like fighting if you see it in person. Like there's a, it's a completely different feel. It's like boxing too. Like I, I would watch boxing on TV and I never really appreciated it until I actually saw a fight live. And it was the same with MMA and UFC. And now I kind of feel like I want to go to Madison Square Garden. You're not going, Robin. No, Eddie's not giving you any tickets. <laughs> so keep quiet no, right I need now. to go. I, I need to see if we can still get credentials, media credentials. See if we can get up it's there. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be a great <laughs> night. And Eddie, people are saying yeah, if you fighting. Win, when you win that fight, we're going to have a parade from K and A all the way down to like second and Snyder. How about that? I'm, 
I'm with it, man. I'm with it. Yeah, <laughs> fighting's different. Look, we're the entertainers to the entertainers. When when we fight, the the top entertainers in the world are are ringside. And the reason being is even the best guys in sports are ringside watching. Yep. And that, that's because if you win a baseball game and you're the best at baseball, then great. If you're the best at football, then great. If you're the best at you, you name the sport, you're the best at hockey, then great. Nobody cares at the end of the game. If I can still kick your ass, then what does a baseball game mean or football game mean or anything? <laughs> so really, when, when it comes down to sports, you just want to find out who can kick whose ass, and we're just get we're getting past throwing the balls to the side and putting our fists up. Well, that's what Eagle fans do sometimes, especially after they lose a hard game. <laughs> But, you know, they try to kick everybody else's ass, too. But that's the way we grew up here because we're Philly. Hey, Eddie, thanks so much, man. Good luck, and uh, we'll see you soon, I hope. And congratulations, man, on A, on them finally giving you this fight and a chance to make some big money. But this is going to be your breakout. The whole world, the very few people who are not dyed-in-the-wool MMA or UFC fans, if they didn't know you before November 12th, they will know you come November 13th, man, because this is going to be awesome. And we're, we're so excited and happy for you, man. Good luck, brother. Thank you, man. And still, remember them words, and still. They're going to be saying them soon. And still, UFC <laughs> lightweight champion, Philadelphia's own, Thank Eddie you, Alvarez. Thanks, Eddie. All right. Appreciate it, man. Thanks. There he is, Eddie Alvarez. How great is he? He awesome. dropped more S-bombs than anybody in the history. F-bombs? No, S-bombs. Shit was his favorite word. Well, yeah, but he dropped some good F-bombs. One in particular. No, he only dropped one F-bomb, but it was the most important F-bomb. Because it was natural. It wasn't exactly. scripted. It was organic, as we like to say. It was an organic F-bomb. See, that's why you can't do those kinds of interviews on regular radio. No. No, and you, and you want to know what, though? If you, if you get an interview like that on radio radio, it's um, regular radio. It's so dull down. Yes. It's horrible. Yes. And you get nothing out of it. You get the, like, oh, well, we're going to go out there and we're going to do our best. No, Eddie would say that. it anyway, but they just well, have they to cut him off. they would have to They would have to bleep the word and hit the seven-second delay. And then you constantly Because Eddie's not going to change. Eddie's not, like, see, me, I'm different. I... When I do a radio interview where you can't use profanity, I don't. And I don't use a lot of profanity here. I mean, I say shit every once in a while, but right. it's not like I'm going to get on a podcast and, and say every cursing, bad right. word so people will say, wow, he curses. Holy crap. See, I didn't say shit there. It would have been easier. <laughs> because I'm trained to not use profanity. But Eddie, that's the way he speaks. Right. He says that all the time because that's his passion. That's what, yeah. this, is what he, this is his life. This isn't a job. This is his life. No, listen, they got him. Going back to, to the whole to the whole Vegas thing too, they 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 have Conor McGregor at minus one fifty and Eddie's plus like one twenty. That's I hate to use the term. That's a you know someone's line, but that's that's an Eddie Alvarez line, man. Because if is McGregor, that line talking to you already? It's not talking to me. The lines don't talk to me. I talk to them. You're damn right. I'm telling. I'm listen. Are you the line whisperer? No, I'm not the okay. line whisperer. But in all honesty, I'm the wine again, whisperer. Take take the bias. Take the Philadelphia bias out of it. Take the fact that I, I you know I know him out of it. It's. Listen, man, the, the, guy, the guy, McGregor's a bad matchup for him. He really is, man. But he's the hype guy. Conor McGregor gets that. all the hype because he's brash. Listen, Conor, whether you like Conor McGregor or not, this guy sells pay-per-views. No, listen, there's no disrespect to him. The man can fight. There's a lot the of great UFC fight. fighters. He's a, he's a great technical fighter. But, the, no, there's a lot of great UFC names. But there are very few names that people are going to say, I got to buy that fight. And with all, with due Conor McGregor moves tickets. He sells pay-per-views. Well, I went online. I'm not to... saying he's the best. I'm just saying he, it's like, it's like P- Pacquiao. It's like Mayweather. There's a lot of good fighters, 
those guys move the needles. No, absolutely. Yeah. But, but what I'm saying is, like, I even I tried I tried to go online to get tickets for this damn thing. You can't. You, you can't, man. Not even with you, bitcoins. No, not even with bitcoins. <laughs> I actually heard MSG was was selling tickets for sixty dollars to come in and help clean up after the fight. Well, you can get one of those. Yeah, you should get it's, that. It's unbelievable. They're like fifteen hundred dollars to get in there for the nosebleeds. Wow. It's incredible. No, it's it's a huge huge. You don't event. got any strings you can pull down there in MSG? Hell man? no. I mean, Dana White is a friend. For it. I, I I've known try. Dana White since two thousand. All right. I've known well, it's Dana. time to make a call, bro. That's 16 years. That's how long I've been I'm following UFC. I'm going to try to see if there's, uh, by any miracle, there's still media well, credentials. No, there's no way bad. I'm not going to watch the damn fight. It's a great card altogether. Absolutely. This is, this is what we live for. This is what Saturday nights are all about. You sit around. You have a couple cocktails. You know, you punch your friend in the face next to you. <laughs> you get all into a lather. You go outside. You only do that if there's Bud Light involved. Exactly. Not Bud Light Limes, though. No, not Bud Light no. Limes. You then I punch the... everybody in the face. Exactly. Everybody's getting dead. <laughs> you know that, that, that getting, getting, what cops say about Bud Light, right? What? what do cops say about Bud Light? Well, this is in Arizona. I don't know if it, I would love for a cop to call in and see if it's also true here on, on the East Coast. But I have tons of uh, police officer friends out on the West Coast, Arizona, California, and all of them say that there is a common denominator in a crime scene, if they see Bud Light... Really? Yeah. They, if they see a lot of Bud Light, whatever crime I occurred... I you saw a lot of like Raiders and Cowboy jerseys, you knew there was there a crime. Was, there was no. a bunch of white coats that again, I'm not, I'm not ripping the fans, but that's the, oh, yeah, there's a guy wearing a Raider jersey, you know, so automatically he's a criminal. Yeah, here's if, the criminal. If a, if, a, if a violent act occurred and they were called out and they see a bunch of Bud Light, they mm-hmm. know that it was an acquaintance, a friend, or a family member that that had to happen. You're watching way too much cops. No, I, no, it's not from... <laughs> It's not. It's not from a TV show. It is like, like one of one of the guys. Like he he would he had a stack of Polaroids from crime scenes. Maybe it's and they just all the fact that Bud Light like Bud the Light's the, the number one selling beer in America. Could be. Could, that be, the, uh, Could be a coincidence. But they would say they, they said it's too much of a coincidence. If they saw other types of beer, what if then they it was saw like a, a Natty Light? I don't or know. PBR. If you were a or police some officer, Genesee Cream Ale. Oh, what would they say then? Uh, there's a NASCAR race I'm on saying- Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they would say. If you are a police officer and you are listening, please call in 717-363-TONY. Call one nine one one. Let's ask the operator. No, no, I'm kidding. No. I want to know if it's true across the nation. Well, you know, speaking of across the nation, we can go to we can go to Eddie from Boston, and we can ask him what it's like over there in Boston. Let's go to Eddie in Boston. Is this the Eddie that I know? It's the Eddie that you know. From way back in the day, drowning in his sorrows. Eddie, how are you, pal? Hey, what's happening, Tony? I haven't heard from you in like 100 years. Well, let me tell you something. That's because the farmers down here don't know how to dial up the Tony Bruno show. You're damn right, man. And now that the yeah, Red Sox have been something. eliminated, now that the Red Sox have been eliminated, you guys, well, you got hockey season, and of course the Patriots, and they're going to strafe the earth the rest of the way. Well, at least we got the Patriots. But you know, Tony, I want to tell you, I packed it up and I left Orlando, and I am back in Boston. I'm going to tell you something. It's funny. They say you can't go back home. Let me tell you something. We never should have left Tony. There's absolutely no place like home. I'm, I'm working as a courier in Boston. I feel like a paid tourist. I go around, and every place I look, it's like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. I can't believe this. It's great to be back home. But let me tell you why I'm calling you tonight, Tony. I'm calling you to tell you that, you know, sometimes in life, you know, bad things happen to people, or people get cheated, or they get kind of screwed over. But you always got to believe that eventually 
eventually everything's going to even out. And it was sure nice to see Tony Francona beat the Boston Red Sox and totally, totally outmanage um, John Farrell in that series. And uh, Tony's a great guy. And, and he's a classy guy, and I'm really, really happy for him. And I wanted to call you because I know he's one of your buddies. Yeah, I love Terry. And with Tito, we call him whatever you want to call him. But you know what? The guy did a great job in Boston. I mean, that people will never forget that. Red Sox fans may see him as the enemy now. And obviously with the whole chicken and beer thing in the clubhouse when it all blew up a couple of years ago, you know, he'll, he'll take the hit for that, and he did, and he got fired. But Terry Francona's a great manager. People in Philly when he was here loved him, and then things didn't go well, and then they hated him. But then, you know, when you win, he's won everywhere he's been. He won in Birmingham, Alabama. He had Michael Jordan trying to play baseball for him back in the day, Terry Francona. Did you know that, Luigi? Jordan was Terry a, Francona yeah. was the manager of that team in Birmingham, the, the Birmingham Bulls. Now, were they the Bison? I don't remember what they were. They were the AAA team when Michael Jordan retired and went down and played baseball. Wow. Terry Francona was his manager down that there. That I did not know. See, that's great Terry Francona knowledge, man. You know, Tony, we're all we're all calling from um, for Farrell's head here in Boston, and without a blink of an eye, um, you know they, they renewed him. They said he's back. Him and the whole staff. Well, why would you and, fire you know, him though? What about Ruben Amaro at first base? Did anybody blame him for that? Because he was the Phillies guy that was getting blamed as the GM, and then he became the first base coach this year. No, let, let me let me tell you the problem I have with Farrell. He seems to be a guy who's really not solid on what he wants to do. He seems to be a little bit all over the place. He doesn't have enough experience, but this Red Sox team lost five out of six um, after they clinched um, the division. They said they had the letdown, and, and it just seemed like these guys mentally weren't ready to play. And um, they, listen, you have higher expectations when Cleveland's first two starters, the number one and number two, go down, and you lose to the guys that they threw out there. They, Cleveland was totally prepared, and the Red Sox w were overconfident, and they were terribly unprepared. And um, so, yeah, that's why I'd like to see Farrell go. He, he definitely he took it so funny because you know what? He took the team from last place to first. They won the division, and yet we still want the guy fired. Isn't that typical Boston? Yeah, guy? exactly. That's the way it is here in Philly. You know the tough sports town like Boston, Philly, New York. You win, you don't get that window. You don't get that five-year cushion of, it doesn't matter you won five years ago. What have you done the last five years? And that's tough sports fans. But you know what? Is it, is it John Farrell's fault that Jackie Bradley Jr. was like 0 for 100 in the, in the postseason and finally got a, what, had a base hit in the ninth inning? They had to move the other night. ninth. The guy was like, no, had seven know, strikeouts in this series. I know. No, but you know, but let me just tell you something. Chances if the Red Sox win one more game, you force Cleveland to play and a game that they had to make up. They didn't end up having to make that up. And if the Red Sox started out at home, Priscilla was unbeatable at home. You know, you win that game, it's probably a different series, Tony, because the Red Sox are a pretty damn good team at home. But I think that they just they got used to losing at the end of the season. And when you get used to losing, Tony, you know, you're not going to get back to winning until you win that first yeah, game. Yeah, but, but baseball's not like the end. The NBA, you can lose the last five games of the season, and then the playoffs start, you flip that switch. It's an internal mental switch. You don't forget how to play the game. I hear what you're saying, and I think some people say, yeah, you know, it's a valid excuse. It's like in football, when a team clinches early, and then they like play all their scrubs the last two games, and then they try to turn it back on for the playoffs, and a lot of times it doesn't work. I think it works in basketball. I think I don't think there's a reason why it shouldn't work in baseball, though. Eddie, I mean, it's uh, these guys are professionals. They won. They were the best team in their division, and then all of a sudden, uh, five days later, they're like, "Oh, we we can't beat the Cleveland Indians because we're on the road." 
I don't know, but I'll tell you what, there's something to be said about, about winning and losing. I mean, look at Toronto. Toronto needed to win at the end of the year. They took two out of three out of the Red Sox. They win the wild card game. They sweep Texas. What about you know, the Giants? The uh, Giants couldn't win a game. They couldn't get anybody out. And then the last weekend, they got hot. They beat the Dodgers. They get in. They get the wild card. They win the playoff game. And then they, they, can't, they can't close the game. So they were going to put a remarkable – they have the best postseason pitcher in, in our generation with Bob Garner. And he – you know, they can't win the game. So give, give well, – how about giving the other team credit every once in a while? Well, listen, I'm, you know what I'm going to give – Oh, listen, I have no problem doing that. I mean, David Price is a stiff. I mean, they pay this <laughs> Toronto guy told all you that, man. money. He's, he's all and eight in the playoffs. Let me tell you something. If he, listen, he, they need to get rid of him. He's got to go. He has to lose, but he has to go. Everybody wants oh this God. guy, though. Everybody wants him because he's a so left-handed listen, pitcher okay, and he's a great listen, regular season they pitcher. Have him. Let them have them. They can have them. Everybody who wants them, they can have them. You know what? Everybody wants your ex-wife, too, right, Tony? You uh, know no, what I'm no, no. I wish somebody would want mine. I don't want to have to pay her alimony anymore. They probably do. <laughs> they just can't get married. Oh, yeah, I mean, sorry. <laughs> they, they can want her, but as long as she doesn't marry them, I'm still on the hook. The meter's still Tony, running. Who's going who's gonna, who's gonna to beat the Patriots this year? Um, uh, not the NFL. That's that's already been proven. Exactly, and not the media who wants him to comment on the on uh, the, the Donald Trump thing, and he just laughed and walked away today. I mean, no matter what they do to Tom Brady, he's just going to laugh and walk away and go out and win another game and go to another Super Bowl. It, <laughs> and and Tony is listen. His wife's starving to death. He always does is eat his vegetables. Exactly. Well, you listen, know that we should all be as a malnutritious malnutrition as a. Uh, Tom, who's obviously one of the most incredibly fit athletes on earth, because everybody saw the picture of him at Michigan when he was flabby and he, didn't, right. he looked like he didn't even look like a dork. Right. This guy, how old is he now? Thirty-seven, thirty-eight. How old is Tom Brady now? He's, he's got to be about thirty-eight years old. He's got to be close to thirty-eight, thirty-seven, right? Tom Brady is still in better condition than any other quarterback in football. Not no one's even close in condition. Yes, absolutely. Nutritionally. He eats well. He his his exercise regimen. This guy. That's why you really really gets hurt. No, he really gets hurt because he, he gets rid of the damn ball. Plus, he's also incredibly fit, and he and he takes care of his body and his mind, and, and his wife takes care of his body and his mind too, which helps. You know what I mean, Ed? Oh, I hear you, Tony. I'd be surprised. I'd be surprised if I just run around too, man. He is thirty-nine years old. So, yeah, I knew he was around thirty-eight, and we we see his family all the time. I, I met Tom a long time ago out in the Bay Area when he used to go out to the golf courses that I would frequent and restaurants, and his great family. And, and back then, he was barely winning. So I mean, he was just he was winning, but he hadn't won a Super Bowl yet. To me, he's he he he'll go down as the greatest quarterback in NFL history when his career is over. Yeah, there's no question of that. Is there any doubt? No, there is none. Who's better than Tom Brady? Nobody. Nobody's better than him. The only person that's going to be better than him is the person who comes along after him and beats him because right now he's the best that's ever do it. I agree. And I'm, you know me, I'm not a Patriot fan, but Tom Brady, it's hard <laughs> to root against this guy. It really It's hard to hey, root against him, man. You know who else is hard to root against? The who? Cubs. It would be nice to see the Cubs win a World Series. Perhaps we just talked about like it earlier. Little magic. How about like Cubs-Indians, Eddie? Cubs-Indians World Series. Who do you root for? You know what? I'd be happy to see either one of those teams win because there's a, there's a lot of Boston um, ties to both of those teams. Yeah, no, I agree. That's that to me is is the Dream World Series because you got two I mean, 48 for the Indians, and then of course uh, over 100 years for the Cubs. Hey, Eddie, great to catch up with you, man. Back in Boston after all the years as Eddie in Orlando, just like I did, he went back home to Boston. 
I went back to Philadelphia. I remember that caller. I remember Eddie, Eddie in Orlando. Orlando. Absolutely. Eddie in always used to call. Rob, you don't remember Eddie in Orlando? I do. I do remember Eddie in Orlando, who is now Eddie in Boston. Well, he was always Eddie in Boston. Like, Dean from Clearwater is Dean from Boston. But he's, he stays in Clearwater because you know, he's on the beach, the weather's nice, and he's a loser. No, <laughs> no, no I actually, a I, loser. So I, have, I have a question for you. You were talking about You sent me a tweet, by the way, over last week when, when Temple was up big on Memphis in the first half. And he's like, yeah, and then after, those sons of bitches, they cost me the game. What the hell happened to Temple at the end of that game? What the hell happened? They killed me. You're killing me. Exactly. So you were talking about athleticism. Yes. What do you think defines a good athlete? What is this, the uh, Miss Universe pageant? Yes. Mr. What Mr. Universe. Like the like final question. Like, like, is, it, is, it, is it just strength? Is it just... No, it's everything. It's the mind. It's like Carson Wentz. You know, when people talk about young quarterbacks, are they ready to play? It's not just physical attributes. A lot of these guys are great, incredible physical specimens. But if, if it's above the neck is where it where makes the difference. It's what, why Tiger Wood was better than it. Tiger Woods was better than anybody else. Physically strong, all these guys can hit the ball a mile. Tiger Woods had it above the neck. And the best have it not only physically, but mentally. But and I wouldn't that's have thought the guys of Tiger excel. Woods as a great athlete. I mean, he was a great golfer, no, but, but I don't Woods think that he could have... Tiger Woods was a specimen. You know, you can see big fat guys win golf tournaments, but Tiger Woods was the generation of guys who were... Physically no, but fit, also, took care yeah. of themselves. Well, yeah, no, as far as golfers go, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. He also had that, that whole aura around him where it was Be- just like, you know, I'm, I'm up a stroke, but here comes Tiger. Exactly. And you know, you know he's they, coming. Because he mentally. Got, he, he got, got other people's heads exactly. without even having to yeah, do anything. Yeah, but I mean, you like, show up. But, that, but, but to me, like, an athlete is somebody, it, it definitely has to do with physicality. Of course. And, with with Tiger Woods, for example, he was really, really good at one thing, but I don't think that he could have played a soccer match because I, he would have been. You know that, Robin? How well, can you make I'm that just assumption? Saying, I'm, because There's I a think, lot of athletes who are good at five sports, but one they're really good at. Like Russell Wilson was a good baseball player and a good football player. He decided to play pro football. Maybe he would have been a great baseball player. You don't know that. There's a lot of athletes who are multiple sport athletes who are great at basketball. You look at guys who played a lot of sports. Tom Brady was a multi-sport athlete. He wasn't just a football player. Right. You know, John Elway was a baseball player and a football player. You know what I would like to see? He was a better football player than he was a baseball player. One of the best athletes in the world, and we discussed this before when we were watching um, some of the, 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 the Olympics, Usain Bolt is a... Physical specimen. But he's a sprinter. Yeah, he's but there have been a lot of great runners but who I'm try wondering... to play football in the NFL and can run past everybody but can't catch a damn football. Right. But I would be curious to see what other sports he would be good at. Well, then they'll gas, go, to, go, to, uh, go down to Jamaica, take a vacation, go to Ocho Rios, go to Little Waterfalls, go to Jamaica and get some ganja, and then ask him while you're down there. Okay, I will do that. There have been so many great track athletes well, even who try now, to play have, football. The, the Buffalo Bills, right? You have Marquise Goodwin, yep. who's like a four-two-five sprinter. He's an Olymp- He could be an Olympic sprinter, but he can actually catch the ball a little bit, too. Remember, Ronaldo Skeets Nehemiah was a great Olympic hurdler. Excuse you. Who? Ronaldo <laughs> Nehemiah was a great, great Olympian. He was a hurdler. You want to talk about not speed and skill. You, you, you ever see hurdlers, how fast they run and go over the, over the, uh, the, the uh, whatever the hell they're called, the barricades? Did you ever see him? Then he went into the, the hurdles. He went into the NFL and couldn't catch a cold. That's the problem. You can be the fastest man on earth. Right. But if you can't catch a football or run a pattern, it doesn't matter. You can run in a straight line and be, and be the fastest man ever. But if you can't make a move and cut over to the middle and catch a pass, 
You're worthless except as a sprinter. Why do I have to yell at you, Robin? I don't know. I was just asking a question. <laughs> <laughs> killing me, Smalls. You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> But this is normal. This I know, is normal no, I don't for you. normally yell you that much. <laughs> Only when you make me angry. You don't like it when I'm angry. Because I'm not really angry. I just like... No, you're, you're not angry. You're just from Philly. I'm just Italian from Philly. I'm not angry. I'm from South Philly. Just remember that, folks, the next time somebody yells at you while you're discussing sports. Now, I do have a quick little PSA. We have PSAs on this show? Yes. Not uh, PSA Airways. that used to have the smiley face on I the front. Remember that? It. Airplanes? No. Robin used to work for PSA. No, I did not work for PSA. Oh, I'm sorry. I have a fantastic but childhood. But did Southwest buy out PSA? Uh, yes, they yeah, did. Yeah, I think they did. They well, and it was America West. Right. It, it was U.S. Airways bought it out. Bought out PSA. PSA because it was America West Airlines bought PSA Eastern, and now it's all owned by American. Right. American bought everything out. But. Your son, Chris, posted something on Facebook yes, today, which is a fantastic, message. fantastic is. message for this all of the you guys huge, This is the huge message of the year. Here we are, middle of October, year winding down. The holiday season will be here before you know it. It'll be Halloween coming up, and then Thanksgiving will be here in like record time. And then the Halloween Christmas decorations have been up for a month already. They put Christmas decorations and Halloween decorations now up at the same time on Labor Day weekend. That's crazy. But that, that's, I digress. And there's a, lot of insp- there's a lot of people talking politics and arguing politics and spitting and going crazy and ripping and this And worrying Canada. about how they're going to afford Christmas presents. Exactly. But my son, Chris, who, by the way, is very, very liberal. Yes. One thing about me, my children, I don't tell them what to think po- politically or who to root for or anything else. And when it comes to sports, it was inbred that they root for the Philadelphia Eagles. Right. They did not have a choice the about sports, they weren't, but they, they did weren't, have a choice about politics. They had choices about everything except football <laughs> because when they came out of the womb— they knew that they could not be a Dallas Cowboy fan. Correct. Because they would have faced perhaps me putting them up for adoption <laughs> or something else of that nature. But when it came to Beat deciding what, 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 what they, 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 they learned right from wrong for me. I taught them right from wrong. That's all you can do as a parent. Teach your kids. Do the right thing. Try it. You're going to make mistakes. But bounce back and, and try to know the difference between. And Chris right and does fantastic things. For example, he is a uh, he and his wife rescue dogs. Not only just regular dogs, but they senior, senior dogs. dogs. So the kind of dogs that are sometimes abused, seen as unadoptable as older, by people. Older dogs that people say, "Well, you know, I had the dog. He's old. Throw him out." Yep. So those are the most difficult dogs to not only rescue but to take care of and find a new home for. Because people want puppies, you know. So Chris and Erica do a great job. And they are really humanitarians. But Chris is very liberal in his politics, and that's fine. We goof off with each other. I'm more of an independent. I'm down the middle. I'll rip everybody. I don't care. But Chris has probably the most inspirational t- message on his Facebook page I've ever seen. And now we need some special music for this, Luigi. You got anything a little uh, sappy? and uh, Maybe a little Christmas. Do we have any Christmas tunes in there? Christmas tunes? Yeah, I mean, it's the holiday season after all. No, it's never too early to... season. Never too early to go online and buy... Like, if you're in a store right now, right? You're not thinking about Christmas presents. But have you had this happen to you? And you're like, oh, my God, that's a perfect gift for somebody. And then you buy it now. You've had I that happen, that. right? I do that. Yeah, like in the summertime, you're in a store, and you see something, and it immediately says, wow, that's a great present for so-and-so. 
Let me buy that now and put it away. And then come Christmas time, you can't find I a do. damn thing. But I do. Because you forget where you put it in your house. I have, the, <laughs> I have the Christmas spots. So all of Christmas presents, any kind of presents, all go Is that in near the spot. West spot or the G spot? <laughs> Which spot is that near? Um, actually, those are more difficult to find. My Christmas spot is actually very easy to find. <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, thank you, Luigi, because last Christmas I gave you my, uh, my wallet and yeah. my credit card. And the very next so year... So here is a message for all of you, whether you are Democrat, Republican, Independent, Green Party, whatever... This is what you need to do so that you can save a, mo- a lot of money. What's that playing through? It just says. Oh, Mike Bertoni's oh, playing it on the, the other back. side of the no, room. No, no, no. Nobody can hear that, Michael. So what you need to do is you just say, I saved a ton of money on Christmas presents by discussing politics on Facebook. So that's yeah. what you do. You, you discuss politics on Facebook. People unfriend you. Family members unfriend you. But we can't play that because we're going to get in trouble and Facebook will... T- right, get rid of that stupid so uh, Beatles song, that John Lennon song. So get rid of the music because we can't play those. And so so anyway, post Remember politics. this again. Say it again now. Get rid of the music. I don't have any music. What's the message again, Robin? Post politics on Facebook. It'll save you tons of money exactly. because you will lose friends and family. There you go. That's, That's your the best PSA. way. So if you don't want anybody, if you want people mad at you, regardless of whether you're left wing or right wing or down the middle... Just say anything about politics, and you will find out that you won't have to worry about any of those people anymore until after the election. I hear you. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. But we got to do our Tim Tebow update, Luigi. You ready? Now, a lot of people have heard the story. This isn't breaking news. And Tim Tebow's a, you know, Tim Tebow goes down on one knee, and he's crucified by people who hate the religious thing. You know, Colin Kaepernick goes down on one knee, and the entire world... The entire world, like, oh, yeah, he should do that. He's got a right to do it. And you know what? He does have a right to do it. But so does Tim Tebow have a right to kneel down, as long as he's not putting it in your face. But Tim Tebow, a man that's maligned whatever he does because of his religion, is playing baseball. He's now in the Arizona Instructional League. Right, Luigi? Yes. We saw him get the home run on his first at bat in the, uh, in, in what is it, the extended, not, what was the first league they went to down there? It was the um, instructional instructional league. league down in Florida. And the now pitch, he's the pitcher tweeted out. He's like, I thought we agreed I was going to groove the first one in there. <laughs> and he just hammers it out. So the he hits park. a home run, and then it goes to Arizona Fall League, where he is now playing out there in Arizona. So yesterday during a game where he went 0 for three, which what people will point out, they'll bury the lead. They'll say Tim Tebow went 0 for three in the Florida in the Arizona Fall uh, Instructional League, but then a guy passes out. You've all probably seen this, right? Did you see it? One of the fans had a, like a seizure of some kind in the first row, right behind the right next to the home plate area. Tim Tebow goes over, and what does he do? Play it, Luigi. I know Robin's yelling at you. We got to play this, Robin, because he does something that very few people do without getting in trouble. He laid his hands on the man, and this is one of those Bon Jovi songs that I think is completely underrated. Remember this song? Nobody plays this song. It's a great song. It's a great song. Lay your hands on me, Robin. I love this song. Well, I like pretty much anything Bon Jovi. The Bon Jovi direct TV commercials were horrific. Those were horrific. I'm so glad Peyton Manning came and saved the direct TV campaign. Peyton on Sunday morning. 
And it gave uh, Lionel Richie a couple of extra bucks uh, while he's out trying to find a supper club to perform in or some casino that has a room that can hold a couple hundred people, even though I love Lionel Richie and the Commodores. But anytime uh, you know, fading artists like myself and Lionel Richie and even uh, Peyton Manning and uh, who else? Ice-T. Ice-T. Ice-T, no, he's huge. Ice-T selling lemonade? No, that's a great... But Ice-T is like on a network television show. Right? What's the show he's on? Is it the NCIS, CIS, Major Crimes, uh, Criminal Watch, Criminal Minds? I think it's CS... No, it's not CSI. CSI, South no, Philly? No, no, no. It's, and it's like one of those... And I thought you watch all those stupid crime shows. Oh, sh- yeah, Ed, Ed Sharky on Facebook commented that the, the, the guy who passed out, like apparently he had some sort of like cancer, like he got seizures or something. He like had that. a seizure. I don't know yeah. what his ailment was. I, I don't know either. But, but Tim I, I Tebow went over and put his hands on him and prayed over the guy. Now a lot of people will criticize that because you know it's religion. To me, I don't have a problem with it, and I don't know why anybody else does. I don't know why anybody else has a problem with anybody else doing their religion. I don't care. Is he coming into your house and knocking no. on your door and asking you for money? happy, man. I don't no. care. But now, it's amazing only... how some people will take one religion and turn it into this, I don't want to hear his religion. But the guy who, uh, all these people are kneeling down and putting up black power salutes, they have the right to do that too. So if you want to give one person a right, this is my message on tolerance. <laughs> if you want to be tolerant toward one side of your favorite agenda, then try to be a little tolerant about somebody else's agenda as well. As long as nobody's hurting you, as long as nobody's coming after you and harassing you, why do you care? And it wasn't like he was preventing anybody from... No, he was waiting, from, for, the, he was waiting right, for, the, uh, for the for EMT. the medical people yeah. to show up. So he wasn't, wasn't like, hey, stay away, doctor, I got this. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. My hand has exactly. the healing power of Tim Tebow. Exactly. He wasn't doing like those... those those uh, sh- those uh, heist- those shysters on TV, you know, when they put their hand on somebody's head, and a boom, and the person falls backwards. Exactly. You know, and the crowd goes wild. And people send them money. I can walk again. Yes. TV Angelus or Televangelus. Televangelus. Now some of them are legit, but the ones who like none of them are legit. Well, you're right. Most of them aren't. But I don't want to condemn them because the people you want, you can believe in what you want. Just don't send them your money, okay? Because they'll build another big super mega church. And then take your money and then live happily it's ever all after. Smoke and mirrors, Tone. It's it all is smoke and mirrors. mirrors. That's why you come to this show, where you get truth, justice, and the American way. Ice tea. Or some other bullshit that we was on the drama <laughs> NBC drama show Law and Order. SVU. Law and Order SV yes. SUV. That's the one where they have that that sound effect going. Dun, dun, dun. No, that's Law and Order. Yeah. But then there's like Law and Order spinoffs. The Law and Order SVU I think has the same thing. When What's they SVU? Them? That's not an SUV. That's a special different special victims unit. Okay. Yeah. As opposed to regular victims unit. Correct. I think special victims unit means like sexual abuse and anything that has to do with Is that, there a right? show is, is there a network television show that does not have to do with laws criminals investigations <laughs> Well that show but they don't have that on him <laughs> I just happen to scroll man. Every ne- every show I talk about turns it's either about firemen lawyers uh, lawyers criminal lawyers crimes crime scenes uh, criminal minds Dismembered bodies, burned up bodies, right. firefighters, lawyers, and doctors. That's all there is. That's all it is, man. Those are the only professions and that ER, matter. And ER rooms. Yeah, that's what I'm and, saying. And doctors, okay. doctors, lawyers, and criminals. That's all we need in this country. Why does anybody else have any other jobs? And then there's spins on that. Like, there's a new one out where it's people that go back in time to but those, fight but, the crime. Yeah, exactly. Timeless and all these other shows. Which is actually a Pointless really good show. Is is. Pointless no, is what it is. that's a great show. No, you know, I love suck. that show because I'm learning all about history. Really? You know? I, I usually turn the History Channel or Science to learn about something. Yeah, but this I'm way it's sort of entertaining. I'm not watching network television crime shows 
so I can get ideas on how to go in and murder a family and dismember their bodies better. Now, Tony, you will appreciate you'll, you'll appreciate this comment. Steve Tid said, you know, Ash vs. the Evil Dead is a good, clean show for the entire family. I love that. You know why I love Ash vs. Evil Dead? Because it's so preposterously phony over the top that it's funny. It's, it's not possible. My point is, I watch shows that aren't po- I escape from reality right. when I watch TV. Unless I want to watch science or I want to watch... You know, like a show like uh, American Greed, where I find out about things that happen, criminals. You think but those are, but those are, those are actual investigations of things that occurred by real investigators, not actors pretending to be doctors and lawyers and Indian chiefs. Can you say Indian chiefs anymore? <laughs> Rob Kemp says, if you're ever down, just watch a few hours of Cops. You'll feel much better. Oh, I about always your life. feel better about myself. <laughs> Saturday night, I'm watching Cops. No, but I watch science shows to learn actual scientific data. Not fake actors pretending to be scientific data. If so, I want to watch scientific data, I'll watch the Science Channel and the History I'll Channel. I'll watch Sharknado and get all the scientific data. Well, I that's all you really need. But I watch Ash versus Evil Dead. It's half hour. It's mindless. It's, it's gory. It's violent. But it's funny because it's tongue-in-cheek violence. It's not real violence. It's not things that really happen. Right. You're escaping reality. That's what entertainment is to me. You escape reality. Hey, Even sports world. is entertainment. It's escaping reality. Unless your fantasy team sucks. Right. Unless, or you're better because you might really be losing. <laughs> <laughs> that money's very real and it's owed to someone immediately. By the way, we got to give, uh, give a shout out to my boy Michael Bertoni now. He's been working with us on the show for a couple of uh, weeks now. You know what he does? What? Philly Tech. You know what Philly Tech is? What's that? They work with like entrepreneurs business people. They grow stuff. He's helping to grow the show. Correct. And this show is growing every week, thanks to all the great listeners out there, thanks to the Facebook Live. But he, you know, there's so many people who know all the, like, like, for example, Brian. Brian is a tech wizard. I'm watching this show about uh, that uh, drug site. The Silk, Silk Road. Silk Road. And I'm mesmerized. And I'm, you know, and, but the FBI and the, and, the, and the crime scene investigators and these people that are cybersecurity experts, he knows everything. Everything these guys are talking about, he knows what's going on. That's the impressive stuff. People who are experts at what they know. Brian Martell's an expert. He's a tech expert. I was going to call him a geek. That's all right. Geek's, Geek's actually good. acceptable now. That's, it used to be an insult to call somebody a geek. <laughs> now it's a compliment, right? Nerds! 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 Are nerds and geeks the same thing? Pretty much, right? What's the difference? I think that the, a geek, though, is the nicer way of saying nerd, right? Now? Like, geek almost has a, an honorary thing. I remember when all this stuff was insults. Now it's all compliments. And now compliments are insults. The whole world has just gone 360. Or is it 180? But anyway, Michael Bertoni, you can follow him on Twitter at Michael Bertoni. He's the CTO. What is CTO? I know a BTO. Chief, that's Bachman Turner Chief Overdrive. Technical course, remember? Yeah. Chief Technical Officer yeah. and founder of Philly Tech. Now, how do we get information on Philly Tech? Michael Bertoni at phillytech.com. It's mbertoni at phillytech.com. Phillytech.com. Co. Co. C-O. Now, so, so for all of you guys that are... I said, sorry, I'm not sure what you just said. <laughs> for all of you guys that are wa- watching us live on Facebook, or even when you're re-watching it... Guys means guys and gals. Guys and gals, yeah. When, when you see all these links, click on them, because it'll help you share us easier yes. and the and more you share yeah no no and, and you are that's that's how you guys are paying for your watching us you dot, can, dot, www which you don't have to say anymore i don't know why people say www it's phillytech.co co and on twitter at michaelbertoni.com guy's a genius man he's a genius and he even knows a little about sports too 
It's an odd. That's odd. He and uh, he and uh, our good buddy up there, Mike Yellick, last week, they were here at like 2 a.m. talking about sports. No. I'm like, get the hell out. I'm going to bed. <laughs> Speaking of Mike Yellick, people were saying, hey, where is Mike? We loved his impersonation. So he will be back. He can't be here every single time. No, he lives in Allentown. He lives in Allentown. He works. And I can't afford his tolls on the northeast extension of the Pennsylvania Turnpike. <laughs> That's insane. We don't have, we don't have that kind of... Uh, Budget on this yeah, show. There's no provisions here. No provisions for tolls and gas and mileage. <laughs> Make sure you park. We your do legal give spot. free food and wine out here, though. That ain't free. I pay for the food. Well, no, I'll give you the money back. Ah, that's all right. But I'm saying the people who come here eat free and they drink free. Right? Laughing like We're it's not a charging joke. a These cover charge. Come out of my pocket, homeboy. You know what we should do in the future is have a cover and have people come in and watch the show. <laughs> yeah. Like a two-drink minimum. You want to leave you people in your house that you can't see? <laughs> <laughs> what are you out of your mind? <laughs> You were scared by a shadow. <laughs> I know. You were scared by a shadow. What happens if everybody just walks the in the best, door? Best. I actually, I don't, for those of you who have not seen it yet, I isolated that part of the photograph or video and made it uh, a little short, two minute. Is it a on gift YouTube. or a meme? No, no, no. It's, um, it's a little two minute video and it is absolutely hysterical. And from what I understand, people that have watched it more than once say that every time you watch it, it gets funnier and funnier. And, and if you play it backwards, it's even real, especially <laughs> this Halloween season. I mean, Luigi and I, it was the one night, it was just the three of us here, and we were going crazy because we had so many, we were wearing so many hats. And then all of a sudden, Tony just, he, he looks out of the corner of his eye, he sees what he thinks is somebody sneaking up on him, and it turns out it, was me. it is his face. And there's nothing scarier than wait, sneaking wait, up on me, yourself. Let me, look, look, it is that. <laughs> That's what he saw sneaking up on him. It was his own silhouette sneaking up on him, and he freaked the heck out. There it is, right there. Now, Robin moved the camera. No, it's fine. I I was. He was. So that that is what. And he jumped three feet in the air, and Luigi and I were on the floor. It's a good thing I'm a professional and maintain the normal decorum of a professional broadcast on Facebook Live and on all the other audio sources that you can find on TonyBrunoShow.com. Now, what else are we missing here, Ralph? Do we miss anything, Luigi? Is there anything you'd like to add? I think we got everything. Don't forget, though, mark your calendars. What's today? We do this show on a Wednesday night. It's the 12th. So 12 days, a Monday night. So it's two weeks not next Monday, the following Monday. And we'll have, so we'll, we will, that will be an additional show. So we'll still do our regular oh, Wednesday show. Oh, we got show. two shows for the price of one? Yeah, so the Monday wow. night, October 24th. Monday night, October 24th, the two-year anniversary live show at the Jug Handle Inn, one of our favorite crazy places, great food, great wings. The Tony Bruno sauce is on the menu. <sighs> My mouth is Not only when you spill it on the menu, it's actually on the menu. Oh, okay, good. And you can go there and hang out, great people. 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time, Route 73, Cinnamons in New Jersey, the two-year reunion show. It is going to be off the heezy. For shizzle. And everything For shizzle. else. For shizzle, man. No, you got to get, every, when it's off, it's off the hinges. It's, it's off, off the, the hook. It's off the heezy. It's off the rails. Well, that always happens here. It's off yeah. the chain. Off the chains. Anything else I'm missing? What else can you be off of? Off the rails. No, well, he said that already. Okay. Off the rails is bad. Off the other stuff is all good. We'll be off air soon. Off the air. <laughs> yes. We don't, want, we don't want to be off the air until we want to be when off we the say air. It, it's not over until we say it's over. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? No, hey, it wasn't. Hey, I actually have Germans? a Jugs t-shirt. I should wear my Jugs yeah. t-shirt. Yes, you should. And Luigi will bring his Jugs gun and we'll challenge people jugs, to throw yes. fastballs. Jugs, jugs. Yes, I will. <laughs> bring the Jugs machine out to the parking lot. And we'll go out in the parking lot and have fun and I'll burn like a cowboy jersey or something. Because if the cowboys are like... 
six and one by then. Am I burning Eagles jersey? I'll be burning. No, 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 no. I'm not going to bury that because the Eagles aren't supposed to be good. They're supposed to be rebuilding, which they are. We can, we can feed the chickens. I could hug a chicken. Have you seen that video of people we'll hugging chicken? chickens? Yeah, a couple too. of our fans will be out there choking them for sure. <laughs> no, seriously, there was a video. Speaking, I I posted a video of... And that's uh, right before Halloween, too. Somebody, so that's a pre-Halloween yes. show, too. I may have to wear some... I hope the dude that wears the Tony Romo jersey with the missing head shows up. You've That's seen that guy? Standard. I remember that guy. He, yeah. came, he came out to the, um, when we were out at the, the Comic-Con. The, the Philly, Philly Comic-Con out there in Oaks. Yeah. Yes. He was out there. But uh, that guy's great because he wears a Tony Romo jersey, full shoulder pads, and then it's like the, there's a the severed head. But yeah. there's no head on it. It's just a bloody But then stump. he carries around the helmet. And he carries around yeah. the, the cowboy's helmet. And I believe that's probably more true to life <laughs> than ever now. Now that Dak Prescott has pretty much beheaded Tony Romo's future with the Dallas Cowboys. It's a final for him, man. I think it is. And I said it last week, and I got scolded by, uh, what's his face? Scott Sterner. There's no way Jerry Jones is going to. I'm telling you, unless Dak Prescott gets hurt or all of a sudden loses his ability to run a team, not only is he, and you know me, I'm not a Cowboy fan, and I'm not a Tony Romo hater. I'm just saying that this guy is playing. Everything is in, and he doesn't even have, he doesn't even have all of his players. He's missing his best receiver. And he's throwing the ball to everybody. They're running the ball. Their offensive line is great. they got a great running back. Their defense, which is normally mediocre, is playing better because they see the offense playing better. It's, it's Jason Garrett's coaching better, right? Jason Garrett, every year they want to fire him because his team underperforms. This team is playing better, probably better than any team in football. I mean, Pittsburgh had that blip. The Eagles Minnesota's never, probably. Minnesota's good, no doubt about it. And they're undefeated. And I'm not taking anything away from them. But they remember they're missing they're missing players too, but the Dallas Cowboys are playing better than anybody else in the NFL. Not even close. Minnesota's close. Minnesota. Minnesota's close. Tell me who. And listen, I, I watched every game. I watched every Cowboy game and I watched every Vikings game. And the same people who hated Sam Bradford here in Philadelphia now don't want to give the Vikings any credit because Sam Bradford's the quarterback. So is Sam Bradford not a good quarterback? No, Brad Bradford is in. The, the most absolute perfect possible situation for him to succeed. But remember one thing. He's still missing his best running I'm back. St- well, he's still missing Adrian Peterson. Stephon Diggs is out. And he's missing the- one of his best receivers. And the argument in St. Louis, and they just signed Jake Long on their offensive line. Did you see that? Who played with him in St. Louis. And the guy who's had a couple of knee injuries. And he was the number one pick in the draft like That's in 2011, 2008, right? So Jake Long is now going to be protecting his blind side for the Minnesota Vikings because of the injuries on their offensive line. And he stayed healthy, and he's staying upright, and he's making the right plays like he did at the end of the season for the Eagles when nobody wanted to give him credit for that. Everybody always waits for him to get hurt. But last year, the last seven games of the season, on a mediocre 